Sound, talk radio. Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Lafreniere has Heedel going to the front of the net. If you're Carolina, you think if I can get one in the next five. Heedel all alone, he scores! Never mind. What a dagger. If there was going to be a comeback for Carolina, 40 seconds. Feeling like I'm falling. I've been getting up tight. Staring at the ceiling. Trying to get it just right. You know what's on my mind. I can't look you in the eye. I'm getting on the freeway. Underneath the night sky. I'm a little wildflower. Singing one hand out. Looking for a sign. Superstition make me blind. I forgot how to do this. Saturday, June 17th. Yeah. Friday. What did I say? Saturday? It's Thursday. What day is it? Saturday. Friday, June 17th. I have to work tomorrow, don't I? Great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, personally, I don't care if you go or not, but um, you'll you'll probably want to keep the job. Uh, it's laced up. The laces got a little loose the last month. Oh, yeah. We gotta lace them back up. Yeah, yeah, been we a do. Been a while. How you been? Fine. Good. Yeah. Who the hell are you? Uh, uh, Brutal be Battlefield or something like that. Uh, Buttons bedazzling. Lar- large button uh, sport thing, something like that. Little buff boy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I am Brutes Battaglia of High Button Sports. Nice. Yeah. I'm James Cole. Thank you. Is that what I was supposed to say? I don't remember. Ah, What's going on, man? How are you? How are things? How's life treating you? How life be? You ever text your dad? Mm, no, actually, nev- never. <laughs> really. Not a texter at all. Really? No. Doesn't surprise me. Hates it. Well, he has a, like a de- like, he has, like a degree in software engineering and things like that. Mm. So like, you would think he would be the most techy person, but mm. he really isn't. Maybe he's too teched out. I kind of think that's what it is. He wants yeah. to get back to the pen and paper of the that, world. That, you know? I think, is is what it is. You just yeah. send my postcard. Um, sure. Maybe from Coastal Halifax. Uh, I heard you took a trip. Yeah, you know what's funny is we were going through the gift shop at Peggy's Cove, and I'm like, oh, I should grab a couple postcards. And I'm like, what am I, I going to give those to? You know, who does anyone really want a postcard from me? Like, oh, from there? I don't know. On. Yeah, who, who doesn't want a postcard? Oh man, I have gotten a postcard, and actually, it's quite a nice feeling. It's cool. It's like it's like, hey, remember where I'm it came out from, doing but... the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. But I took yeah. I took five minutes to reach out to you, buddy. If I were there for four weeks, let's say, Shh. which which I'm sure our listeners think I was, because that's why we haven't recorded. Uh, that would be Tyler, a better excuse. <laughs> Tyler got lost at sea. Actually, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> just got back. Yeah. It's amazing. Looks like shit. It's amazing. The lighthouse him. has been there for 350 <laughs> years, but he couldn't figure out how to use it. Um, Just flick the switch. Yeah. 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 It's not that hard, Kyle. Um, uh, what was the question? How was it, or something like that? How, how was the the coast? Oh, it was great. It's Good. awesome out there. I, uh, yeah, like shout out, I guess, to uh, you know, High Button Sports being located out there. Uh, they're they're in a great spot, man. That that's, hey, good for uh, them. it's amazing out there. And um, yeah, it was it was a fantastic trip. Too short, 
How how many? Uh, oh, I, sh- I should have pulled the listeners on Twitter first. Uh, mm. Lobsters uh, over under two and a half consumed. Hmm. Strictly, it's funny that I have to clarify. Mm. Are you talking total lobster meat or like how many shells did we crack open? Full body lo- lobster on the table. Under two and a half. Okay. Yeah, we 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 only had the one. Okay. But I had lobster in. Probably every, something. Every pasta dish. It's like and, something you know. I ate every day, probably. Right. Yeah, I had a lobster pasta. It's like the Irish yeah. with their potatoes. They just... That's they're right. Yeah. Kitty form with her hot dogs. Yeah. 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 I got it. Mm-hmm. I got it. That's fantastic. Uh, I love to hear that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are getting back in the real world and doing real things. And um, Yeah. My parents go, like, in 10 days. They're going yeah. to Halifax. So. They uh, yeah. will not be disappointed. It is... Uh, I went. I went to a wedding... Here, here's mm-hmm. my story because all I did was I, I in in the month that I had off, I went to uh, one event. It was a wedding. Um, Congratulations! The the person uh, that I was seated next to that I did not know at this wedding, uh, from the East Coast. Nice. And so we got ch- to chatting and and uh, and he says, you know, like mentioned my parents are going down. He said, oh, they got to go to the bicycle thief. I was like, yeah. Oh, okay, sounds good. Like I'll, I'll definitely. Pay. And the guy's like, no, no. They have to go to the bicycle view. Well, yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, I swear, bro, I'll, I'll let them know. And uh, I get home that evening only to read the group chat that you were at the bicycle thief yeah. that very day. Yeah, it was our last uh, actual stop for for food and or drink uh, before we left. Um, it was a great send off. Right on the water uh, is the bicycle thief. For those lunch of you who've been there. We were there at, it was lunch. It yeah. was, we ate at like one thirty, two o'clock okay. kind of thing. Now, that was the one place that uh, I kind of wanted to get us for dinner, but it just mm. didn't work out. I picked a different restaurant the one night that we went for like a fancy dinner. Mm. And I was not disappointed by the other place. But, um, yeah, Bicycle Thief's really cool. Like, the, the where we ended up sitting, too, because their patio sort of goes on, goes like length and width, like on alongside both ends of the building kind of thing and meets as a corner. And uh, we sat right in the corner, so we're basically sitting like on the boardwalk, um, but with no other tables like on the one side of us. So that was cool. Like people were just kind of walking by us, um, and then kind of adjacent to us, like to to my right, was a guy sitting on the boardwalk who had his phone attached to a speaker. He was playing background music off of it, and had a clarinet and and a microphone attached to the clarinet. And when he wasn't playing the clarinet, he was singing into the microphone. This guy was fantastic. Shout out to Clarinet Mitch. Uh, huge beard. Uh, at one point he said he was going to take a little break. And he uh, he just sat there and ate his lunch. He was, uh, he was lovely. Uh, we left him a tip. And uh, it was in between songs, so it kind of worked out perfectly. And he had the brilliant line of... Yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you're enjoying if you're enjoying what you're hearing this afternoon, and this gentleman has the bright idea right here, and my buddy Kyle's just waving to everybody, uh, please tip, uh, kind of thing, you know, like because that's how I make money. Um, but he was fantastic. Shout out to Clarinet Mitch. Shout out to the Bicycle Thief. Uh, fantastic restaurant. Very very good. Is there a Mitch in Little River Band? I'm just looking. At <laughs> uh, well, see, the thing was because Clarinet Mitch's beard was so long. Clarinet Mitch could have been 32 oh, or 55 right. years old. I'm not sure. Did you find him there? <laughs> right. Or did you find the Little River Band? 
<laughs> I pulled up I pulled up the the, the little river band and, their, and their members list. Um, holy hell, we could have we could have made a game out of this alone. Uh, first names of members that have included on the Little River Band: Wayne, Chris, Ryan, Colin, Bruce, Graham, Glenn, Beep, Derek, what? Graham, Dave, Rick, Roger, David, George, Jeff, Mal, Barry, Stephen, John, David, Steve, Malcolm, James, Peter, Tony, Richard, Steve, Hal, Kevin, Paul, Agent, Glenn, Greg, Kip, Billy, Rich, Mill. Mm-hmm. A lot of members of the Little River. Not so little, you might say. No, <laughs> the big. The big river band, yeah. There it is. Um, Symphony at that point. Yeah, true. No, yeah, that, that that's awesome, man. Like, I, I was looking up the that menu, uh, like, the next day for Bicycle Thief, because I said to, said to my parents, like, hey, you should check this place out. The boys, yeah. the boys went, this guy recommended it. And I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like, on paper, I was, I was vibing the lunch menu a little bit. So, yeah, I, I think they were leaning lunch maybe a little bit more than um, dinner, but... I will say... That is among the hardest I've ever had to like decide what to eat because it all sounded fantastic. My waiter made my decision. Yeah, and I don't do that. I'm I know what I like, uh, and I know yeah. what I want, and I know when I want it. And yeah. no, uh, this this young man had to make the decision for me. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, shout out to Bicycle Thief. Uh, went to Stories for dinner the one night. That was oh. cool. Uh, so shout out to Stories. Peggy's Cove was cool. Uh, favorite place I've ever drank in my life for sure. Dirty Nelly's Pub. Oh, Dirty Nelly and the Boys. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Dirty Nelly and the Boys. Yeah, no, that was uh, very cool. Just Irish pub, sort of thing. There's always live music going. Um, you know, that just get me to Halifax. Just some of the nicest people I've ever met. It was it was oh. great. Uh, I think my f- maybe one of my favorite parts of the trip was. Uh, there was like the the band closed with like this sea shanty from out there that I didn't know any of the words to, but everyone in the bar knew every word to, mm-hmm. and they all just kind of sang it in unison. Like even the people at the back of the bar, wow. like you could fit like probably a hundred people in this bar, uh, pretty comfortably, and they everyone was singing it in unison. So I thought that was cool, but I didn't know the words. And then five minutes later, uh, they put on a like the radio because the band was done playing because it was like quarter to two or two o'clock or whatever. And uh, they put on Nowhere With You by Joel Plaskett Emergency, to which I know every single word to. And the bar kind of sang it in unison. Uh, not, I guess, not in unison, but like a good chunk of the bar was singing it. So I kind of felt like I, you know, was an honorary Halifaxer at the moment. Halifaxite? Uh, hel- Halifaxian? Hel- hel- Hellion. <laughs> Halo. That's the one thing I didn't learn, I guess, while I was there. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Dirty Nellies. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to get myself to Dirty Nellies for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> like, yeah, sounding pretty good. It was good. Um, oh, that's awesome. Glad, glad to hear uh, you had a good time there with Thanks, that. Man. And uh, I'm sure nothing went wrong with with the with the weekend. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't uh, don't fly through Pearson if you don't have to right now. That's for sure. Mm. Yep. Um, well, I, I know two teams that won't be flying through Pearson anytime soon. That's the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, both of which good for them have reached the Stanley Cup Finals. Congratulations. Um, not surprised. Mm, I am surprised because uh, general, like, when is the last time you could say, ah, oh, two good teams in the Cup that, final? Okay, so that was That's one of my <laughs> questions. Like, when, when, how far back do you got to go 
to have this good a matchup in the finals. Oh, on paper, this might be my favorite right, matchup let, ever. Let, let's do it. Tampa, Dallas, no. Oh. Tampa, Montreal, no. No. St. Louis, Boston, like probably not. It, like, it, decent. It but... was a good matchup because of the styles of play. Yeah. But no one was sitting there saying like, ah, the two best teams right. in the league. Right. Washington, Vegas, no. No, that was all right. It was though. a cool one. But yeah, like, yeah, it was okay. Pittsburgh, Nashville, no. No. Pittsburgh, San Jose, maybe? It was okay. I still wouldn't say that the, it's comparable to this one. Chicago Town. Like, that was the weird thing, right? Is San Jose was kind of a surprise to even be there that year. Were so. they? I can't remember that. Yeah. Like, I thought they were pretty good. But like, I they were that. pretty good, but, like, to see them act... Like, I mean, it maybe it was a surprise because they had just never gotten over the hump, but... Yeah. Uh, Chicago, Tampa. Pretty good. Pretty good. You know what? Mind that... you, no Ben Bishop. Gets hurt in the finals. Um, Get the rookie... Well, it was more so even that the entire Tampa team was just, like, decimated was yeah, the problem there. Yeah. But, it, like, on paper, if everyone were healthy, yeah, that would have been really good. It was really good, actually. It was a good series, but it was just, like, Tampa hanging on for dear life because they had nothing left. LA Rangers? Not bad. It was, it was really good. But, again, it's a different, like... See what what we've never really had a matchup like this where I think it's just like teams that can do everything incredibly well, mm. like every single facet of of their games are amazing. Whereas think, like the Rangers, Kings, like it was a contrast of styles and they were both unbelievably fun to watch. But I think it's one of these two for like the last great finals mm-hmm. matchup. It's either for me, it's either Blackhawks Bruins, mm-hmm. right, twenty thirteen. Mind you, that's the lockout year so yeah. that, that takes a little bit of the edge off or it was Bruins Canucks yeah I think Bruins Canucks is probably as close as you get I mean I I would honestly go as far back as Penn's Red Wings I think for me um interesting yeah and even that might have been just because they played two years in a row like that might not have actually been that they were both I don't really remember that far back, but I remember thinking that that was like, that was like the ultimate cup final, and it happened twice, you know. And then even the one before that was uh, Ottawa, Anaheim, which was actually pretty good, right? Like that was that was. It should have been. Well, yeah, that's right. It should have been. Should have been over in five on own goal, but yeah. Yeah. No, this this is this is on paper. This is a heavyweight tilt, if there ever was one. Yeah, um, on paper, this I think might be one of the best yeah. matchups I've ever seen in my life for yeah. sure. Um, we're a game deep. Yeah, overtime. Was it fun? Game I one. I haven't even seen the highlights yet. Yeah, so. game game one goes overtime. Uh, Colorado. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. They they look like the better team here. And Over- I think they are. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think the, they the are. The Kadri injury. Made it a little interesting, right? Because you don't have that secondary right. threat up the middle, and Braden Point comes back for Game One, so it's like, sure. well, you if, even if you want to say, well, we're canceling each other out. Well, now Braden Point all of a sudden he's back in the lineup. Right. So, um, well, and it's one of those series too where I think like it could go any number of ways, right? Like, you know, if you if you were to tell me that every that like Game Two was going to be like a six four final, and then Game Three was going to be a one nothing, or like I would completely believe you because yeah. like like I just said like. These teams have good offense, good defense, pretty good goaltending, I would say, with the exception of Colorado sometimes. But also Vasilevsky does, you know, shit the bed every once in a while. Like, he is human. Yeah. 
uh, barely, but yeah. it is a human. Well, and, and like, to, you know, one of those things, right? Like the, the Avs, maybe um, because they could, maybe because that was the plan, maybe just dumb luck, but they held Tampa Bay to 20 shots, yeah. right? You know, and, and like, I think in the back of your mind, if you're if you're Colorado, you're saying, okay, if we if we can hold them to twenty shots, and we get nine hundred goaltending, right, we have a shot. Like we're we're in this, and they mm-hmm. they peppered Vasilevsky, and Vasilevsky was great, as as he usually is. But then, you know, you get you get a good bounce in overtime. You know, anything can happen. So, uh, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, uh, game one, absolute coin flip. Absolutely could have went either way. As will the series, and uh, you know sometimes sometimes you flip the coin and it comes up head four times in a row, right? Like, sure, could could Colorado sweep? Sure, but it's not going to be a decided victory, right? Yeah, like, this is this is going to be it a it, battle. I like I hate to say this, I rarely ever say this because I like you know like you said it could go any number of ways. But this is the first series in quite some time where I really do get the we're going seven feeling. Really? Like, I really just... like, But anything can happen, right? Like, yeah. you're right. We could have five very close games and Tampa wins in five. Like, who the fuck knows, right? But, um, but yeah, this does really strike me as a uh, long-haul like series. I, I think so. I, I just think there's so little separation here, yeah. honestly, right? Yeah. Like... Like, I like Tampa's depth better, for sure. Um, but I like the top end of Colorado's lineup a lot more. So, you know, like, how much damage are they going to do against Tampa's top line? Even though Tampa's, you know, mm-hmm. also pretty top-heavy, too. But, um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. That's uh, There's no doubt about that. So, we're, we're a game deep. And, uh, obviously, game two is going to go tonight when... You know we've already recorded, so uh, can't speak to that. If if you had to objectively, game two is Saturday. Is it Saturday? It is, is it, Saturday. Yeah. So no, we yeah we're good. Oh great! I got yeah. I got into the uh, habit of the NHL doing things right there. I guess I. Well, I was, that, that's the other thing too, right? They they want to play Saturday night, and the other thing is, is I will say like not that not that you meant anything by that comment, but I will push back too. The NHL like before the pandemic tried to start doing the thing where they were going to try to do as many two-day breaks in the cup final as they could mm-hmm. to try and make every game as good as possible. Now, since we're later in the year, I don't know if we're going to see a lot of two-day breaks, but I'm happy that they're taking at least one. Yeah, no, I, I, right. End yeah. of the world, them playing on Saturday versus a Friday, not really. Um, I mean, I'm I think it's just one of those things where like the NBA... Better for my schedule if they play tomorrow. You know, the but, NBA finals is going tonight. There's mm-hmm. an off day tomorrow. You could put your sport at the prime time, not competing against anything else type of, type NBA, of window. Does the NBA play tonight or Cur- like as in Thursday on, or as in Friday night? You and I are speaking over it. Oh, really? Eh? Damn. Yeah. Too so, bad. Yeah. Um, anyway, that being said. My kitchen needs a TV. True. Um, wh- where do you come down in terms of a prediction for the winner of what you might call the holiest of grails. Absent seven. Okay. Yeah. Feel good about it. Alright. Yeah. I like that. And I will be very pumped because I think the abs are cool. Cooler than the Tampa Lightning, I'll tell you that. They are cooler than the Tampa Lightning. Tampa Lightning aren't uncool. 
but they're less cool than they were a couple of years ago now because they're, you yeah. know, we've seen so much of them. I also hate Corey Perry and Patrick Maroon. Oh, so. what I would, what I wouldn't give to see three straight uh, finals losses from Corey Perry. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Absent five. You think in five? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think this is. I I think I don't know. A Tampa's not. Tampa's not what they generally seem to be. But I'm not I'm not saying that it's like, oh no, it's the end of Tampa or anything like that. Like they don't seem like they have quite the killer instinct that they have the past two years, or even in the series leading up to now. Like the Rangers series I don't know. They, well, I, they okay, should have so absolutely let, walked let, let's the get Rangers, into that, right? Because that was next on the docket here. The, the sure. series leading up to uh, you know, where we are now, right? Yeah. The, the Rangers, yeah. right? I don't know how many people outside of New York saw that coming. No. A, a conference finals appearance. From the, like, don't get me wrong. Uh, one hot goaltender uh, can do a lot for a team. And, and Igor Shesterkin, one of the best this year. A hot goaltender can do great things, for sure. Yeah. A hot goaltender with very good special teams can do a can work wonders. Yeah. Right? And yeah. it did for them. Yeah. You know. Um now they go into that series, they go up two nothing. Right. Granted both both games are at home. Mm-hmm. And you're never in trouble till you lose at home. Right. Mm-hmm. And and Tampa finds that next gear to go back and, and tie the series up and all that. Mm-hmm. But even when it was tied, two games apiece, was there any part of you that was thinking Tampa was out. When it was tied? Yeah. No. No. I was pulling for the Rangers in game five, for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, and game six. But I... Um, yeah, I, I, I knew as soon as Tampa showed up for that game four. Game three, even, I was like, okay, well, you know, let's well, see what the Rangers go to do here, right? There. Like, the Rangers were a goal away from making that 3 nothing yeah. series. And right? I get that, but as soon as it was 2-2, two, two, yeah. and we're now down to a best of three, Tampa Rangers, yeah, give me Tampa all day mm-hmm. right now, for sure. Yeah. Now, if you're the Rangers, mm-hmm. you know, lots has, uh, you know, been made about uh, Jared Gallant scratching Capocacco there. Yeah. Um, they've got Alexis Lafreniere. they got Cheeto. they got Caco. Shesterkin's looking great. Adam Fox in the back end. Yeah. Uh, go down the list. Uh, Benajid and Panarin, I haven't, you know, I haven't even brought those guys up yet. They're, they're arguably the two best players in the team. Mm-hmm. What, what's the outlook like for this team? As I, even, even with right. all the weapons I just mentioned, mm-hmm. it does still feel kind of murky when you think about the Rangers and their you know, realistic chances of being a contender. Um, think so? Well, that's, that seems to be the consensus. You, 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 you yeah. go across the, the media world in, in hockey and a lot of people are, oh, what a run the Rangers had. What a, what a Cinderella effort that the, you right. know, those guys put in. Like, let's be honest, Chris Kreider, eh, he's not hitting 50 goals ever again. Right? Probably not. I, I would be shocked. Ma- major Adam Graves vibes there for sure. Sure. Yeah. You know, um, Zbigniew, you know, he's great, but like, you know, he had a bad year last year. He kind of bounced back this year. Does he take a step back next year again? On the contrary, do the kids step up? Do you finally get Capo Caco <laughs> yeah. and, and what he should have been? Does Alexis Lafreniere go off for, for a big breakout season? Can Shesterkin be the same? 
Because those are numbered. Yeah. The numbers he put up, those are going to be hard to replicate. Yeah. You know, even if he's even if he's a, you know a, a top ten going late next year, he's probably not a heart candidate year in year out. You have to think. Yeah. So the 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 one thing I think that the Rangers have in their corner is a weak division. And as a result, like kind of how we saw with, with the Oilers making their run out of the Pacific, mm-hmm. I think if the Rangers can do good enough to keep the status quo, they'll be fine. You know, you might have your annual meeting with the Hurricanes in round two, but, you know, at that point, once again, you're essentially flipping coins. So what, what do you make of the Rangers? Like, are, are they in a position where they... They're fine. Like just, just keep plugging along. The kids will take another step. The the vets will be there if we need them. Or is there something that they need to address that uh, maybe you saw that that I'm not considering? Well, I think it's a bit of everything. What you just said, though, it's it's. Uh, I think they they need to try to run it back with as similar a roster as they possibly can. But what I mean by that is, you know, like. If there's a way to keep Adam Cop or Andrew Cop, great. Um, you know, do you need to resign Kevin Rooney? No. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, like their yeah. depth needs to be a little bit stronger. It's, it's, you know, it's a very important summer for them. I think with their draft and development and and what they do with the prospects they have in their system. Um, but they have a good core. Like, there's you, you can't really argue that, right? Like Panarin, Zabinajad, um, you know, Strom needs to be resigned is a big problem, but provided you can get Strom back. Like, Panarin, Zabinajad, Kreider, Strom, Hedl, Lafreniere is a fantastic top six forward group. Even if you don't use them as your top six. Right. That's a fantastic group to build off of. Um, you know, their decor is is good. You know, like, Miller has come a long, long way. He had a great year. Fox was great. Uh, Truba's still pretty good. Not worth eight, but pretty good still. So and then and then you have debatably the best goalie in the world, which not my opinion, but you know you could definitely make that argument. Um, like my my thought is that if Lafreniere takes a step forward next year, if Heedle takes a step forward next year, and he has to, I think you know Lafreniere, you'll give him maybe another year, but Heedle's gotta Heedle's gotta do what he did in the playoffs, right? Um, you know if you see that if Miller continues to take over, you know you have another big year from Lindgren. And you can get like nine twenty two from Shisterkin. I still think that they're a really good team. Mm-hmm. Their depth is their issue, right? Like it's just you know, like like everyone got all excited about the kid line there in the playoffs, and like that's all well and good. They were good a lot of nights, but they were really really bad a lot of nights too. That can't happen. Like they ha- they have to be better than that, um, which is insane that I'm saying that because it's part of the reason that they got there. But you know, you you can't run off two lines and have just a, you know, a desolate wasteland in your bottom six and on your bottom pairing. It just doesn't work that way. Like, no teams ever make it that far. It's not the NBA. You can't just get there like that unless your top-end players are putting up fucking 45 points in 16 games or whatever the fuck that the Oilers did, right? And are are you telling me Panarin's going to go and fucking do that next year? No, he's not. You know, as much as I love the guy, no, he's not. So... They need their depth to be better, and that starts with Chris Drury, quite frankly. And and I'm not super big on what he's done so far. So, 
I think it's a big summer for Chris Drury. I'm curious, honestly. Like, you know, I, you know, I, I don't... It, it's a tough market to try to try to win in. Mm-hmm. One cup in 87 years. When you, when you put, you know, when you say yeah. it like that, it let's be honest, that sounds worse than, than some of the, like, leaf jokes we make about 67. Like, one cup in 87 years is... Well, James, you're forgetting 74 years ago, all their players left to go fight in the war. Or whatever, however many years ago, more than 74, but... Shouldn't that have made it easier? 80, 80... Yeah. Three? Yeah, shouldn't Whatever. that have made it easier for all the players that left that weren't winning cups uh, left? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I, you know, like th- at the end of the day, this is New York. You shouldn't have trouble getting guys to buy into coming to play in no. New York. You've got a coach that, by all metrics, is a guy that guys want to come play for, right? You, you've got the makeup seemingly of you know, a foundation there where figuring this out, like filling the holes, so to speak, shouldn't be the problem. If we're talking about depth, that's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're not, you're not going out trading, uh, you know, Zibinijed swinging for the fences, trying to make a big move to move the needle excessively. Right. You're looking for the small little impact guys, which is you know, usually the guys you go and sign on July 2nd yeah, or, or whatever the, the date is, you know? Um, so, does Chris Drury have a tough job? Absolutely. Is it a hard job to like imagine him pulling off? Not really. It it shouldn't be that. It hard, shouldn't be. But I don't. Right. But this is the same guy that you know. Oh, we need a third line forward, and goes out and gives Barkley Goudreau like three and a half million for eight years too. Right. Like, like, like that's what has me curious is what what is he going to do to fill these depth positions mm-hmm. because he's. He's overpaid for guys that aren't that great to begin with. If you can convince Frank Vitrano to stay there for one year, one mil, that's awesome. But if he gives Frank Vitrano like three years, four million, like what the fuck are we doing here, right? Like that's what I'm curious to see is is what does he do with the guys who are already on the roster? Mm-hmm. How many of them is he willing to kick to, kick to the curb? And where does he find his replacements from? Because, yeah. like I'm not saying every GM and every scouting staff is good enough to recognize, uh, you know, the Michael Buntings out there. But the New York Rangers certainly certainly should be because they have the exact same resources to pull from that the Leafs do. Mm-hmm. So there's no excuse for the Rangers, you know, for for teams like Ottawa and shit like that that can afford a, a quarter of the scouting that some of these big teams do. Yeah, I get it if you sign a guy, you know, who for two three million instead of maybe taking a shot on on a but this team should be able to identify these needs, mm-hmm. you know, and, and yeah. it, it starts, I mean, it starts with their analytics department too, right? Like they're one of the worst fucking analytics teams in the league. They're, they're the worst analytics team in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like they were the worst. So they need to find a better way to play more sound five on five hockey. And to me, that's having more than one effective line mm-hmm. or three effective players spread across three lines, thus rendering them ineffective. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, it's tough. Like, they have some cap space, right? Like, they've, yeah. they have utilized those entry-level contracts fairly well, right, with those high-end guys. Now, those high-end guys maybe didn't give you what you thought they were going to give you, right? So, you go and you and you sign, like you said, like a Barkley Goudreau. Right. It's like, I'm expecting to have Alexis Lafreniere for less than a million dollars the next three years. Let's, let's go make it happen. I'll spend more on this guy and, you know, balance things out. Sure. Well, you know that you know Lafreniere didn't really become what you thought he was going to become, and and now you're you're 
trying to keep your head above water. So, um, but La- La- even this year, Laugh had nineteen goals, thirty-one points. Right? Yeah. If if he if he because he's twenty, if he takes a step and gets, let's say twenty-eight goals and fifty points next year, mm-hmm. or more, mm-hmm. that's that's a huge significant jump Absolutely. from a player that you know what I mean. Like that's that's. I don't know what that works out to. That's like half a goal a game in a way, right? Of point production that mm-hmm. they didn't have before. So, um, you know, like like I'm just saying the solutions, there may be some solutions already on their roster. So I don't know that they need to do anything crazy. Um, but they need to make sure that, like, they're not giving 13 minutes a night to. I feel bad because I keep, I always chirp them, but, like, they can't be giving 13, 14 minutes a night to fucking Kevin Rooney. They just can't be. Yeah. They can't afford to do that. No, no, and, for sure. And they, they do they do, I think, have a have a thing to sort out with Kako a little bit, but I'm curious. I I think he goes. What did, what did you make of the Gallant thing? Do you think that there's anything to that or it's just the weird. whole scratching thing? It's yeah. weird. Like I, I think if, if I if, thought Gallant handled it weird, but I completely understood the decision. I think if he's he, hurt he should have scratched Kako a while ago. You sure. I, I think if he's hurt, you come up you say he's hurt. Yeah. Right? So he's not hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is he playing bad? Yeah, he's playing bad. But you're not going to say that. Well, why? You're, you're, you're the coach. Shouldn't you know more than we know? So was he yeah. playing good in your eyes then? And you're just trying to shake things up for the sake of... You know, it, it, like you're right. It was it was so peculiar the way that was handled. I, I don't think he was, you know, the... the the, the reason they lost that series by any means. But, you know, like, mm-hmm. if you're going to make a, a change for the sake of making a change, just say that. You know, I didn't like the makeup of our team. I didn't like, I didn't like the way our, our lineup was uh, handling things. Uh, we, needed a, we needed a shake-up. Yeah. Okay, cool. You're the coach. Like, that's that's fine. But to, like, go out of your way to make a point about, like, well, I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah, okay, but you probably should. Because, like, that's your job and... You're getting paid a lot of money to do your job, and, and we're just asking a pretty fair question. Yeah. Right? So, I don't... I can't help but wonder if there's more here than, you know, is being let on. Yeah. Is he on the way up the door? Did they know that already? Like, has, has the agent said, he's an RFA, yeah, but we're not signing. We're happy to go back to Finland or something along those lines, right? And the Rangers are sitting there going, well, if you know, if you're not with us, you're against us, and we're just going to play the pieces that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be curious, like you know, this is a guy that went second overall. He hasn't lived up to it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not going to beat around the bush, but uh, if you told me a team's going to try to bet on him and go out of their way to, to to make him an RFA signing, absolutely. Like, why not, right? Like, yeah. I think there's a, a good number of teams out there well, that can A, afford them, and B, are willing to take that chance. And even to further your point, though, like, like I think you're right, but I think you're right almost to the extent that I think I think the Rangers can even take advantage of that, though. Like, I don't, I don't think the Rangers are in a situation where they're lacking leverage or anything here, either. Like, like Kako doesn't really have any leverage here, either, you know? Yeah. He still has value. If he if he wants to go, then make the fit work now. Mm-hmm. And I sort of wonder like there's there's players out there that that want trades, you know like how much do you value Kako? Like where do you draw the line? Like do you trade him for Puliarvi? Do you try to package him for Liney? 
Or do you even go something simple and, and say Jake DeBrusque? Like, like where, you know what I mean? Where do you, where do you see his value? And to me, I think any of those three players are probably going to be better than Kako at this stage. Like, I don't see much. He's a really weird player, eh? Like, he has hockey IQ, but he also makes some of the worst decisions I've ever seen NHL players make, too. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have a lot of skill there, necessarily. Like, I don't know. He's a really strange player, and it's, it's to me, you know, I, w- I would almost be interested in a situation where there's Pugliarvi, who had a good year, bad playoff run, but good year. He wants out. High pick. Why don't we just say here? Let's. I'll trade if, your problem for another problem. But if you're the Edmonton Oilers, would you not think you're maybe better off just going out and trying to like offer sign him for Cackle? Yeah. Like based on where you're at, if you can keep both those guys. Well, they they. It doesn't sound like they're keeping Pulleyarvi. It sounds like that situation's just done. Okay. But but you know what I mean. Like, uh, wouldn't a team be better off? If they're in the right position to just go out and like get this guy without giving up any assets, like the Oilers came to mind. To well, simply for, because first like, off, you are giving up an asset if you offer shooting. Sure, but like again, like the Oilers came to mind because it's like we we go we, we signed the second overall pick from two years ago, three years ago, whatever it is, and we give up a, a second and two fourths or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Well, yeah, we've got Karma David in his prime. Well, the fuck we give a care about like draft picks, right? Like, just go get the best players available. If if this guy's available cheap, it worked with the Vander Kane, you know. Yeah. Go take a take a guess on the guy, and and worst case, okay, we'll flip him to some other team that wanted him in the first place anyway, and get their original offer. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, you can't do that. There's a rule against that. You can't trade a guy after offer sheeting him. I'm pretty sure you have to keep him for like a year. It's like living in a house that you won. <laughs> you have to live in it for a year. Okay. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. I thought it was trading back to the original team, but you. you there definitely right. was a rule where you couldn't trade him prior to January oh, okay. 1st, but I don't yeah, know yeah. if that's still. Oh, no, you're probably right. But you're probably right. Um, yeah, no, I like I I understand what you're saying. I'm not sure that that's exactly how this situation is going to play out, but. Um, I, I think that if, like, like I almost think that they'd just be better off to make that sort of swap than to try to do the pick thing. And I'm not so sure that Kako's going to go super cheap either yeah. to, like, on an offer sheet, you know. and Because um, the issue is, is that if he signs, it's a classic offer sheet issue, right? Like, if he signs a deal... Two years, one point five million dollars on an offer sheet. Well, it's the same as the Rangers, though. Like, why wouldn't they just match it and you know just sit on them until they till they find a deal for them, and then they're just back where they started at one point five. Sure. Send Ryan yeah. Reeves out the door, and then all of a sudden you just you're it's just a wash on the cap hit all of a sudden now, right? Mm. I I don't know. Like I I think his best situation would be to just you know try to make it work somewhere else via trade or whatever the Rangers kind of want to do if they want to accommodate him, but maybe they don't. Maybe they're going to tell him, you know, while you're going back to play in Finland or whatever the fuck, and, um, you know. But, but like, we may be speculating over nothing. Like, both teams may still be quite happy with each other, and, um, you know, that, that that's quite possible too. But I'm just saying that if I'm the Rangers and I'm trying to uh, compete next year, that is the one piece that I'm looking at maybe moving. 
Yeah. And like, I'm willing to, I'm personally willing to bet that Lafreniere and Heedle turn into better players than Kako at this stage. If not very comparable. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I get it. Like, I think for me, like, I want Kako to work out for some reason. Like, I, oh, me too. I, I like the guy. Yeah, like, he's, I always have. Me too. I, I think I think he's cool, but I I really have a I really have a misunderstanding of what he actually is as a yeah. player at this stage. He's so he's so weird to me too, right? Like I, he's one of those guys where like I think if the Rangers were going to be like, oh yeah, hey by the way, we got like a, a good deal, we're going to send you the to the Sabers or something like that. He, he, I could see him just you know, yeah, okay, I'll go back to Finland. Mm-hmm. You know, like well, it would have to be somewhere where you know, yeah, it's not going to be the Sabers. Right, and, <laughs> like, well, and we saw with Poyarvi, right, and and those guys are, by all accounts, very close. Yeah, right, and Poyarvi got fed up with the Oilers. He said, oh, "I'll go back to Edmonton, uh, Finland, and, and and try my luck there." And and if you guys don't trade me, you don't trade me. But I'm I'm gonna go play hockey. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna go play somewhere that I'm comfortable, that I want to to be, and and and, and along those lines. And I, I don't know, like I think it could work in Kako's favor that that happened. Before the fact now, and depending on the scenario, like, yeah, okay, if, if, if the Rangers want to flip into, you know, the you know, fucking Carolina or the Avalanche, something like that, and you're a winning team, okay, yeah, okay, I'll sign for the minimum. Like, let, let's go here. Get my career research and win a, win a championship, and now I'm making the big bucks, but, you know, hey, uh, we're sending you to uh, Phoenix. Well, you know the uh, mm. the university is nice, but I'm I'm going to take my luck in in Finland. So I'm not sure it's actually in Phoenix either is the mm. problem. Yeah, well, too. that's that's also a factor. Yeah. Um, enough with the Rangers. Let's address the other half of the uh, conference finals: the Edmonton Oilers. Right. Uh of the right twenty teams that were. You know, in that playoff race, right down the stretch, where do these guys rank on uh, teams you could see making the conference finals? eighteenth. Uh, I I yeah yeah okay. I I think I at one point said they were going to miss the playoffs, and like I recall, well, I not at one point. I repeatedly said that, but I think as late as like. Early April, I said they were going to miss the playoffs. I think, like, like I, uh, genuinely shocked because it's just what I was happy to see was that McDavid and Drysaddle were able to be so damn good that the bad refing actually didn't even matter. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they're still getting hauled down. It was just like, yeah, whatever. We're just gonna fucking get back up and score anyway. So that was nice to see because uh, I, whether or not the refing gets any better, like they're gonna have to be otherworldly to to drag this garbage fire of a fucking team through any sort of a of a playoff win, right? Um, you know, they they have a long, long way to go. I don't think that, you know, anyone's going to fucking kid themselves here and say that, well, they're pretty close. They're not that close. Uh, you know, what, what this current playoff format does is give everyone a chance, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um but at the end of the day, like if you if Colorado's still alive in the conference final, yeah, you're gonna get your fucking brains bashed in, and and they did. So, um, yeah, it was a shock to see. It certainly makes sense when you have two of the best players in the world playing out of their fucking minds uh, against a team that 
I don't think most people thought was going to make the playoffs this year, and against a team that was unrecognizably bad uh, in the second round in, in Calgary, uh, mostly because the Oilers forced him to be bad. I'll give them that, but uh, the Flames also did not do themselves any favors. They didn't stick to their system. Markstrom lit himself on fire. It, it was a disaster of a series for the Flames, right? So... Uh, that helped the Oilers a lot, but the Oilers were good enough to win it too. They won it in five, right? You can't, you don't just lock into a five-win series. Yeah, or five, and, five. Series. You know, like yeah. I sit here and I bash on them because, like, I, I think we both see flaws in in different areas. This was a hundred and four-point team at the end of the day. You know, like like hundred and four-point teams make the conference finals once in a while. That's just that's the NHL, for sure, right? I. I think there's this narrative that the Oilers were like a 92-point team that scraped in, that, you know, barely made the playoffs, you know. And there's some truth to that in the sense that, well, they weren't good for a large chunk of the year. But, you know, they figured it out under under Jay Woodcroft, the creepiest coach alive. Oh, God, he <laughs> makes my skin crawl. That whole organization just creeps me out. Like you could tell me that Jay Woodcroft was like the, the concierge at the hotel in The Shining. I believe. Yeah, you. yeah. that's true. He's like just the guy. Like, oh, uh, I brought your bags. Uh, here's your oh, bags. What's, you know? what's the little assistant's name there? Watson, maybe. Maybe. I gotta I gotta look it up. It'll come to me. But yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know about Jay Woodcroft. It yeah, freaks me out. But no, like they they get swept by the Avalanche, rightfully so. They eke out a win against the Kings, and, and it was it was the Flames that shot themselves in the foot there. But you know, at the end of the day, Connor McDavid. They got it right, Bill Watson. Nice, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, like they are locking down this league. And granted, perhaps the years are going to catch up with them quicker than we all realize. Uh, Dreisaitl already twenty six years old, but. If there was ever any doubt that, you know, the these two guys are maybe the best two players in, in, in the sport right now. For, forwards in the sport right now. Though, come on. The playoff run that those two guys just had were challenging 80s records yeah. for output. I'll say it was probably the only time I was cheering for the Oilers all year was Game Four against the Avalanche, watching what Drysital did. Like that—that was—that was one of the best playoff performances I've ever seen. He Absolutely. he couldn't skate. He had four assists. No. He couldn't move. Like 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 awful. Yeah. And then he would make the nicest fucking pass, and they'd score. And it, it yeah. was just yeah, he's he's right now one of the best um, passers in the game, if if not the best, I think. Is Drysital? Um, they left it all out there, the two of them at least. You know, like yeah, uh, I, th- I think the whole team did to their credit. Honestly, like like they they worked really hard, they fought hard. It just at the end of the day, it's the Rangers' problem, but way more amplified when those two guys are off the ice. Yeah, woof. I'll say this much: like absolute woof. I'll say this much: if Evan Bouchard keeps it up. I think they might have like maybe found at least at least the replacement for Oscar Clefbaum back there. 
Yeah. You know, yeah, nine nine points, sixteen points in the play or sixteen games in the playoffs. Twenty two years old. Like I, I think if he can continue this trajectory, you know, take that next step. Uh that that's a big problem with the Oilers defense, right? For me, it was always like that they have two crappier guys playing ahead of them. Yeah, well, that's yeah. part of it. But you know what I mean. Like I, I watched the Cody CC, uh, Tyson Berry show. Didn't enjoy it the first time. Uh, didn't enjoy the sequel. But I actually think CC was playing better than Barry by the end of that he year might have too. Been. Like I don't know. Uh, you know, Duncan Keith. God bless. God bless him. Hell of a defenseman at one point in his life, but. Guy sucks. He's he's got to retire. <laughs> guy's, a, guy's a loser. It's it's over for for him. Yeah. So if Evan Bouchard can buy, well, it's not over. Any oh, it's over. We got one more year here. Oh, it's it's over. We got one more year. Oh, buddy. If he tries to play hockey next year, might kill himself. Jeez. He's got kids to think of. Oh, like he might get hurt. Oh, I thought yeah. you meant he was like going oh, no, on. No, no, I was no, like, no. that's just an unnecessary. Jacob Truba plays in the same league as him. Um, like, he's got to think about his own safety. Yeah, Dun- Duncan Keith is terrible. It's not good. No. Uh, the guy can play the skate. He's not good. Yeah. Yeah. His goaltender is a better passer than Mike him, Smith. and his goaltender is well, terrible. That was, a, that was a great transition. Mike, Mike Smith. Uh, whoa. What do you. Who, who are the Oilers uh, starting goaltender next year? That's my question to you. Give me a name. Well, <laughs> probably Mike Smith. No, uh, by, no by all there's accounts, no, there's no way. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I mean, like, you'd have to imagine they're gonna give Stuart Skinner the other job. Uh, if they were smart, they would try to find some way out of the Mike Smith situation. I don't really know what that would be because uh, if he wants to play hockey next year, uh, he has to is kind of the situation there. So um, they're in a tough situation by having given him a multiple-year contract last year. Uh, So he remains on the roster, but they should go out and like sign Jack Campbell or something like that is what they probably should do. Or... Or anyone, really. Like, Cam Talbot would be fine again. Because the thing was, is, like, Mike Smith played fine. But then he would let in the worst goal you've ever seen. And it doesn't matter how good your saves are on the quality chances if you can't make the easy saves. Yeah. You know, we, we've seen the Freddie Anderson experiment. Not that I agree with that necessarily, but that's been the knock on him, right? Is he would let in a deflator all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, like I guess anti-Ranta sort of has been the same thing in regular seasons for years. It's been a knock on him. Uh, Niemi in the playoffs was kind of like that too. You know, y- you, need, you need a save at the right time. And uh, Mike Smith really, really wasn't given to many. So... Um, yeah, they need to find someone to start at least 50-plus games next year. Ideally, two guys to kind of share that load and well, um, the good news. get rid of Mike Smith somehow. But, the good news. Yeah. Miko Koskinen. See you later. Yeah. That's step one, honestly. Yeah. Like, if Mike Smith is your backup for 2.2, eh, not great, but, like, you can right. you can get by. Here, Here's what I'm thinking. Oh, okay. This is what I've been feeling 
since let's, the ascent. Let's hear it. Since the ascent started. Okay. And then the the collapse happened, and I don't know if it's still considered an ascent. But uh, Vili Huso to the Edmonton Oilers mm-hmm. on a four by four. That much, eh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's gonna take that much to go play in Edmonton. Hmm. Or, or, hear me out. Okay. They like terrible people on that team. Ryan Vanty. Jordan Bennington. <laughs> the other guy in St. Louis. Boom. Yeah. He is a terrible guy. Well. He'd fit right in there. Here's that the... team is filled with terrible people. Here... And then by all accounts, the nicest guys alive in Zach Hyman and Ryan Nugent. Here's the problem with that. Uh, What's the, up? The Blues also love their terrible people, so they're not letting their oh, one Stanley Cup winner go. So. True. Yeah. Yeah. But the Blues, I think, are smarter than the Oilers. So I think they would maybe keep Huso to move Bennington. I hope they don't keep Huso. I've never seen a fan base, like, just hate a goalie who was so good as recently as Bennington. Like, th- that fan base, well, other than Rask, but, like, that fan base fucking hates Bennington, and it's just because he's a shitty guy. Yeah. Because he was good a couple years ago. Yeah, but that, that, that's also the problem, because, like, now they just love Huso because it's like, oh, you yeah. were, you're not a shitty dude, oh, and, you're likable. Were, and you you were kind of good there for you two weeks. You don't talk that much, like, so we like yeah, that. Yeah, oh, I'm actually not good at goaltending, but thank you. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Huso's okay. Like, they also have Joel Hofer and shit like that, too. Like, they, they you know, whatever. Ryan Fanti, uh, NHL debut uh, next year, yes or no? Uh, Ryan Fanti, NHL debut next year, probably, you'd have to think. But this, that's more so just strikes me as a net where, like, five, six guys are going to play next year. Because yeah. this is a there's tire only, fight. There's only four guys signed, and uh, if you added up the ages of the three guys that are in the minors, uh, it's less than Mike Smith's age. So, hmm. uh, check my math. Um, alright. Uh, Oilers, future... To be determined. Ranger future. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to some the, uh, off-ice news. Yeah. Some off-ice news. Anything um, good? Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kids. Aren't they called the Golden Knights? Yeah. But, like, you know, the sun is golden. The kids and knights start with K. Butch Cassidy, Sundance. It's a movie. Vegas. Movie. What the hell's a movie? It's a production of a a series of individual photographs taken at high speed and reflected onto a screen. You like the signing? Love it. It's pretty cool. I think they win the fucking cup next year. It's pretty cool. Oh my god. They went out and got like, like Barry Trotz aside, which I don't think was a good fit for Vegas. He's probably the better coach, but I don't think that was the right fit for Vegas. I think they went out and got the best available guy out there. Yeah, they have a guy who you could make the argument is the best coach in the National Hockey League. Sure. I think. I wouldn't push back too hard. I genuinely think there's an argument. Like, I don't know. I don't agree, but. I don't know if you threw all the coaches out there and I got first overall pick in a fantasy draft that I would necessarily pick Bruce Cassidy. Yeah. I would think about it. He'd be on my short list for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's. it's a great hire. It is a uh, it is a 
I'm not even so sure I would say terrible move by the Bruins. It's more of a curious move in the sense that I am just under the assumption now that they are going full rebuild because I don't see any other fucking reason that... Uh, yeah, I guess we never really that, talked about that, like you fire him. Fired no, dude, we haven't even talked about the Leafs losing yet, actually. we like That's how long since our last episode. Did. I remember that. That no, scarred me. May 14th they lost. Our last episode was May 13th. We haven't even talked about it. Um, so... Uh, yeah, Leafs loss. So, but here's the issue with the Bruins, like, if you want to rebuild, is they also have so many high-quality players. Like, do you just go out and trade? Like, how easily can you just trade these fucking people? Like, that's not easy either. So, like, unless Bruce Cassidy lost the room, but I don't see any fucking way that that's possible, and apparently the players were pissed when this happened, uh... The, the firing makes no sense other than Don Sweeney trying to buy himself some extra time. But he literally just gave away his best asset for free. Other than maybe David Pasternak. So, what, what, it's curious. Like, that's all I can say. Is that if they didn't have, I mean, they don't have McAvoy and Marshawn to start the year. Yeah. So if the plan or is to a couple other defensemen don't like there, there's like they're, they're, the half blue line's decimated. Is, yeah. So if the plan is to uh, just hire Jeff Blashill and just go full fucking Connor Bedard mode next year. Well, I don't know if you heard, but that's all Jeff, I can... Jeff Blashill sticking around in Detroit. So yeah. they got fired. Did he? Yeah. I thought, I thought you sent an extension. No. <laughs> Two very opposite things. Yeah. So um, like unless they go out there and make that move then I don't really know what they're doing with that. Well, I'll tell you this much. They are uh, pursuing assistant coach of the Leafs, uh, the power play guy there, whose name is escaped me. Not Manny Spencer Malcher. Carberry? Yeah, that's, he's been interviewed as the yeah, head coach of the Ruins. That's, that's good. That's fine. Take, that, take, that's better than Bruce Cassidy, I guess. Take my gallbladder, I suppose. I, I, well, yeah. I mean, whatever. But, like, it, it, it just... It doesn't... It, the, the firing doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't really understand it. It makes sense to me in the sense that, like... You want to see the Bruins lose? Well, Bergeron's gone. Char's gone. Probably. Rask's gone. Bergeron, not technically Ra- gone, Bergeron, but I, Bergeron, I, like, you would have to come think. On. Let's... It was a weird goodbye if you're going... If you're coming back next he's year. He's going to Montreal or he's retiring. Like it's one of the two. Montreal, eh? Well, and and why would he go there? The I get, get, but he's done. He's done. Cassidy's done. Rask's done. Chara's gone. They don't have McAvoy to start. They don't have Marchand to start. Like, why? Why are we pretending here? The this is the smartest thing the Bruins could actually do. Is just be like, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. We're gonna suck tonight. Cause you you got Tampa in front of you, mm-hmm. like it or not. You got Florida. In front of you, probably. like it or not, you probably have the Leafs in front of you, assuming they don't fuck anything up. Like it or I not. actually think the Leafs are more of a guarantee than Florida. Sure. Yeah. You know, but those three, absolutely. Okay. Probably. So best case scenario, we finish fourth. <sighs> Sens aren't looking too bad. All you know, all things considered, the kids take a step. Sure, there's a conversation behind. Yeah, them. it's getting to be about that time. Right. They need a new coach, too. The Buffalo Sabres. They don't know that yet, but they need a new coach. You know, I don't know. I don't believe in them. But, like, if I had to pick them or the Bruins at this point, it's on paper. They're they're neck and neck. Like, mm. if I'm the Bruins... See, but the thing is, is eventually McAvoy and Marshan come back, you would hope, okay. healthy. Fair enough. At which point, 
the Sabres are still the Sabres. Point taken. Great. Then we get Detroit, who's got, uh, 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 you know, just a, a fortune of riches with Cider and Raymond and, and whoever else that will get there. And, yeah. and, and maybe this isn't the year. They, but They but, do sort of seem like they're a year and a coach away, the Red Wings. Like, they're not too far yeah. off. And then you've got the Habs, who are getting the first overall pick this year. And I'll probably get the fucking first overall pick the next year after that, because they fucking suck. And now you've got Bedard and Wright coming into go. the division. Like, if you're the Bruins, it's like, all right, like, well, who are we kidding ourselves here? Let's, let's tear this down now. Mm-hmm. Save ourselves the heartbreak. Do the Raymond Bork thing. Send the vets off. Go win your cup. And we'll be relevant again in 15 years. And that, that's fine by them because they had their time. They won their cups. They're one of the best fucking teams the last, uh, you know, 10 years in the cap era. You got to say goodbye at, at some point, and and if it, my my big problem with the NHL is that these teams that they, they just hang on to like, oh, we're still relevant, we're gonna keep it going. The Bruins might actually be the smartest club in this organ, like in in the National Hockey League, and they're just going, you know what? Well, maybe we make the playoffs next year, but maybe we don't. So why the fuck are we gonna bother with that? Let's tear it down now and save ourselves three years of wishy washy. Uh, who's to say? And Get it over with and stockpile and build and build and build. And I hate that team so much because I think they're doing this to me on purpose. Taylor Hall Revenge Tour 2023. Let's go. Let's go. He is good at getting first overall picks. (laughs) Um, In other coaching news, John Tortorella to the Flyers. What is that done? That's done. When did this happen? That's confirmed. That just happened. Um, I don't have a timestamp for you, but you know he he is the head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. Holy shit! Oh my god! See, this is all the more reason the Rangers' off season is very important. This division is terrible. Hmm. Oh man, that's a mess. Who's their GM? Fletcher. Is it Fletcher? What the hell is going on in Philadelphia? Well, they got gritty, and then things got weird. Yeah. Holy man, I should have made him the head coach. I mean, here's what I'll say about it. Here's what I'll say about it, okay? It's not like I'm going to sit here and say that John Tortorella is like a freaking terrible coach or anything like that. Of course he's not. But, oh man, I I don't know. Like, I, I guess... I'm talking myself into this. I guess, like, you want to squeeze out every last bit of juice left on this roster. And this might be one of the better ways to do it, I guess. Um, I don't think that's the move. But, but, but well, no, it's not the move. This is the team that needs to be tearing down and fucking rebuilding. But they have all of these guys on their core still signed so long term. Like, who are they trading any of these fucking guys to? Who are they trading Cam Atkinson to with three more years at six million dollars? Nobody. So Hey, you know who could use him? The New York Hockey Rangers. Sure, or I would trade for one of their better players, me personally, but uh like all I'm saying is that I don't know that a complete teardown is necessarily one of their options. Um I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a bizarre move. Be like the Bruins. I, uh, I will say, I'm very much looking forward to John Tortorella coaching Rasmus Ristolainen. That, uh, personally for me, 
I think will be quite an enjoyable time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Where does James Van Riemersdijk go at the deadline? <laughs> he's not staying there. I hope they do him a favor, trade him now. No shit. Get, just, get, just get him set and ready to go training camp. No shit. Like, this is this is one of those things that's weird for me. Like, you retain it, him and trade if, him to the Leafs. Retain half the salary. Trade him to the Leafs. Yeah, true. Let's go. Let's let's get the band back together. It's, Three and a half million dollars. Been playing my here. tune all these years. Let's go. Um, Bozak probably available. If, if you wanted to bring in John Tortorella to be like the Panthers head coach, okay, sure. The Flyers, like they have, like I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, they have a, a great pipeline but they do have a few guys where it's like okay this guy's pretty good bobby brick you know like there there are some pieces where they've okay yeah you know but they're 20 years old it's not a disaster you want their first fucking head coach in this hockey league to be john tortorella are you serious <laughs> holy fuck no wonder cliff fletcher never won a fucking stanley cup in minnesota they also are or his son chuck who i meant to say but, <laughs> like, this is a terrible team. for John Tortorella has a role to play in 2022. There, there's a team out there that should sign him to be a head coach. He's a better head coach than some of the guys that are out there right now. The team is not the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, it is a weird fit. I don't get this one at all. They also have the fifth overall pick, you would think. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Brandon Dubinsky tweets, prayers for the NHL Flyers players. Yeah, that's fair, bro. Yeah. You would know. See, unlike the unlike the Oilers, the the Flyers actually have a lot of players I like, so that, that this is kind of a shame. But Yeah, well. Yeah, whatever. Oh well. Thought that was weird. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Um Hey, speaking of coaches. Sure. Let's talk about those awards that got uh, handed out. That weird way the NHL did things. Uh, yeah. Like, do you see this? Like, you remember when the NHL award show used to be the NHL award show? You show up and you do all the awards. Yeah, I thought it was next week. Yeah, and it, and it usually sucks because they try to be funny about it and all this shit. Yeah, isn't it next week? So on June first, uh, for every day up until June seventh, they gave out a different award, and then on the twenty first. They're going to give up the Calder, Hart, James, Ted, Lindsay, and Vesna. Everything else is done. Just just those five to go. Okay. Yeah. So on June 1st, we found out the winner of the Mark Messier Angel Leadership Award. Oh, oh, let me guess. Okay, let me guess. please do, please do, please do. Hmm, is he a captain? Mm-hmm. Gotta be right. Yeah. Is he going to play next year? Is I, it yeah. a Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go... Mm-hmm. Give me okay. Ryan O'Reilly. Interesting. No. Can I get one more guess? I'll give you two more guesses. Give me Steven Stamkos. No. Give me... Who are, who are captains in the NHL? Mm. Give me... Yeah. Well... Um. Oh, who's the captain of that team? Yep. Oh, they don't have a captain. They've been there for think. a while. Give me... This player... Dylan Larkin. Okay. Uh, is he the captain? That was a panic guess. Yeah, he is the oh, captain. Oh, okay. Uh, Anze Kopitar. Cool. All right. I like him. Yeah. Uh, June 2nd, they announced the winner of the Jack Adams Award. Oh, ooh. 
Don't even remember the nominees. Give mm. me Daryl Sutter. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. And rightfully so. Let's go. Yeah. Love Daryl Sutter. Uh, June 3rd, they gave up the winner of the Bill Masterson Memorial. Ooh. Give... Oh, wait. I saw this. Yeah. Eh. yeah terrible call. Yeah. Terrible call. Great guy. Don't sure. Give, I think. Sure. I'll, but, I'll root uh, for him. Yeah. Wish him the best. Hope he's back next year. Mainly because my team plays in his division. But, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you mean the current uh, uh, best goalie in the NHL as yeah. far as people Terry seem Price. to still yeah. be beating the drum? Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. Whatever. Good for him. Weird choice, but sure. June 4th, the Willie O'Ree Community Hero Award. I don't okay. know this person. Uh, give me... Oh, you don't know it? All right. Who is it? Who, who is this person? Can you give me a name? Yeah, I can. Uh, it's Noel Acton. Oh, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Um, he works for the Tinder Bridge. I don't... Is this a hockey award? I don't know what this is. Um, Like, good for him, but... Like, I, 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 I want to say that, like, they, they've given it to, like, NHL guys before. Yeah. I, I could be wrong, though. Um, I, yeah. They've only done that a handful of times, right. this award, I feel like, but... Anyway, well, good for Noel uh, Acton, then. Sure, congratulations. And and I'm sorry you didn't get to go to the award show and, and get your award. Oh, they still got to invite right him, though, right? No? Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, June 5th, they did the Selkie. Give me Patrice Bergeron. A record-setting fifth win for Patrice Bergeron. Good for him. Uh, June 6th, they did the Lady Bing. That's the record? Yeah, it was four. I thought Bob Ganey had, like, seven. Yeah, he had four. In a row, oh, okay. actually. Well, that's why it felt like seven, yeah. maybe. Maybe. Uh, D-Day was the Lady Bing. Mm-hmm. Give me... Mm-hmm. I don't... Fuck, I don't know. Give me Kyle Connor? Yes, sir. Really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Don't know what he did, but... Uh, Austin Matthews finished uh, fourth. He cross-checked a dude in the face this year. That's so, true. Yeah. He did do that. Uh, June 7th was the King Clancy Memorial Trophy. I don't know how this is different than the Mark Messier Trophy, but... Uh, they are different, apparently. Give me Wayne Simmons. Uh, P.K. Subban. Oh, cool. He's yeah. cool, too. Uh, so, yeah. June 21st, we have the Calder, the Hart, the James, uh, Norris. The James. The, what the hell is the, the, the James? Sorry, the James Norris. Uh, oh. The, the Ted Lindsay, the Vesna. And then July... I was, like they, I was like, they renamed an award for Angela James? And, and then July 7th, which I guess is, like, after the draft and after the start of free agency. I don't know what free agency starts this year, because it's not Canada Day. They no. moved it. Why not? They moved it because of, like... Well, I guess I don't need to know why not, but, like, when is it? I don't know when it is. Okay. Anyway, but what's the moved, other award? They moved it. But July 7th is the Jim Gregory General Manager of the Year Award. Oh, great. My yeah. favorite award. Yeah. Uh, God mm-hmm. damn it. So that so that means we can't just do our, like, free agency wrap-up on, like, July 2nd and call it a year like we normally do? Oh, that award doesn't matter. No, but I mean, like, if free agency doesn't start on the first, it's, normally we just do like, ours the it's, second. It's and literally like, like oh. the second or third. But, oh, yeah. Christ! Yeah. Now the good news, Ain't nobody got time for a, that. That's a long weekend, so I got time. Mm, that's true. I'm free all day the third, all day the fourth. Yeah, so. I am off for three days. That's mm-hmm. cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know. Did we do like our, our word picks? I can't. Yeah, remember. we did. Okay, okay. with like the fun, uh, the finalists and stuff. Uh, well, we didn't like pick we did who, our... We, we did our ballots. Right. So, therefore, like, 
I don't really know that so like of who the, we would have picked among the actual nominees matters. Of, of those five trophies who, that didn't get picked, I like we, I have the finalists if we want to like. Oh okay, well yeah. sure. Do you have your not like your ballot as well? We can go through and compare it with our did actual I, ballot. I, I, don't, I don't know if we did Let's that. See. I have I have my mid. I don't have my season. Ending. You don't have your end of season no. handy. No, I don't. Okay, all right. No, oh, whatever. Fuck it. What do we got? Who do we got? Uh, the uh, the James Norris, the finalists were Hedman, Yossi, Makar. Hedman, Yossi, Makar. Those were my finalists. That had to be mine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you had Hedman. No, I don't know who you had though. Hedman. I feel like you had a oh, different I had Fox. three. Okay. Yeah, I, cool. I kept Fox because yeah, you, know, you win one, you win them all. Foxy lady. Yeah. Uh, Vesna Markstrom Saros Shesterkin. Uh, say it again. Markstrom. Yeah. Saros Shesterkin. Okay, I had that except I had Sorokin, not Saros. I. I don't remember what you did. I had, I had Markstrom and Shesterkin. I don't remember who my third was. Can't wait to do the predictions yeah. for next year to see which goalie you're gonna ruin forever. Absolutely. Who'd you ruin uh, this year? Oh, uh, yes. The, the Vesna Trophy this year. Uh, Igor Shesterkin <laughs> never wins a game again. <laughs> Who'd you ruin my, this year? My, Grubauer? My, my pre this year. It my, was Grubauer, wasn't it? My pre was Grubauer. Yeah. Now you got it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, the Calder the finalists were Bunting, uh, z- uh, z- uh, Cider, and Zegers. Bunting, Cider, Zegers. That's mm. what I had, yeah. Yeah, as you should. Yeah, as we all did. Uh, Hart was Matthews, McDavid, Shisterkin. Matthews, I had Matthews, Shisterkin, McCarr in that order. Yeah, yeah. I think I had McDavid. I think I had these three guys, but yeah. I I think it's Matthews or Shisterkin anyway. And so. then we didn't pick finalists for the Ted Lindsay because why would we? Which one's that? It's not up to us. That's the one where... Most the, outstanding... The, the, no, the players... By the players, yeah, though. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, Matthews, McDavid, Roman Yossi. Which I respect. Cool. I respect that. Yeah, that's... That's cool. That's insane, but that's cool. I, I just love the idea of, like, 200, like, vets just going, who's this uh, Igor Shesterkin guy? Fuck him. He hasn't earned shit in this league. Right. Let's give it to Roman Yossi. Or, or you could make the same argument about Makar, just because yeah, Yossi's yeah. older. They're like, oh, that's a name I've heard of. Yeah, I suppose. I'm um, just looking through here if anything. Uh, Mil- the Mill Masters and the finalists were Chara, Hayes, and Price. Chara, Hayes, and Price. Probably would have given it to Hayes. Out of those three, for sure. Yeah. I feel like there's definitely some other guys maybe, that probably deserve the, the nomination, too. But... Uh, but yeah. The Selkie finalists were Barkov, Bergeron, Lindholm. Barkov, Bergeron, Lindholm. Like Ber- had, Bergeron, probably. I had Bergeron, Deneau, Matthews in that order. Yeah, like, like Bergeron. Like, I thought Lindholm was a bit of a surprise finalist there. I like. I, I get it. I would argue Lindholm is for sure the the guy that drives that line. But yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. He probably would have been in my top ten. Lady being Connor. Uh, Wow, they fucked up this guy's name. Jacob with two C's. Salvin. Should be Slavin. Um, and Jared Spurgeon. Now, mm, Right, the guy that, yeah. Now, he, he tried, tried to, to break, break the guy's, the guy's ankle. ankle. Right. But we haven't given this award to a defenseman since 19... Uh, negative 2000. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, you know, I'm fine with two defensemen getting another. Jacob Slavin, it's like four years in a row now he's been a finalist. Yeah. Can we just give this guy the fucking award? Yeah, that'd be good. You know, like, can we just get this over with and give it to someone that might be nice? Jack Campbell finished, like, fifth, which I think is cool. That is cool. Because goalie, goalie's never won this award. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, come on, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Oh. I had Connor Huberto O'Reilly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. As long as there's not Tim Hortons and 200 kilometers, you're fine. Um, Got his ass. The Jack Adams finalists, uh, Sutter, Burnett, Gallant. Sure. I had Sutter, Sullivan, Evison. Yeah, I had Evison, Sutter. I can't remember what third was. I think I had Burnett, but... Mm, yeah, you did. Yeah. I yeah. mention it. Whatever. Yep. Clancy, uh, we didn't do, but... Yeah, uh, Clancy. Gets Lavner, Subban. Sure. Sure. And uh, that, that's that's all I got here. That's that's the end of my list. Okay. So cool. Uh, congratulations to the winners. Congratulations to all the losers because you probably deserve to win anyway. Oh. But, um, where are we at? Evgeny Dadnov got traded. <laughs> yep, that he did. I think. Uh, Maybe. Well, well, it doesn't seem like they're reviewing the play quite yet. We but have to check with the league. Maybe we'll wait till the teams are back uh, halfway to their dressing room right. before the league reviews it. So. Next next deadline, we'll find out that he wasn't actually traded. Right. And this entire time, the Vegas Golden Knights have been paying for his contract. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Dadnov to the Habs for Shea Weber's contract. And a seventh-round pick, I think. Yeah. Very confusing for the Habs. Very, very mm. confusing to me. Like, I would just take the space over Dadanov. But me. but don't they know they're gonna be bad, like for one year, like. Yeah, but like they don't. They're not uh, a team that has like a shit ton of cap space necessarily either. So I would just you know, keep the cap space and give a kid that roster spot. Uh, I kind of feel bad for Dadnov. That that sucks. He he just spent all that time mm-hmm. uh, in Ottawa, and then goes to Vegas. They try to trade him to Anaheim. He's like, ah, no, no, no. Yeah. And then they still just trade him to, like, a worse team than Ottawa probably next year. Man. Uh, that sucks. Like, the, the, feel the, bad for him. The Habs are such a weird team to me in the sense that, like, they're gonna get first overall, right? Like, they're, they're gonna get Shane Wright. They're they're bad. They're gonna be bad for a little while now. And like, they've got a Nick Suzuki locked in long term. Great, fantastic. Good for him. Sure. Cole Caulfield finally looks like he's figuring things out in Martin St. Louis. Okay. Cool. Love that. Um, you know, like, they'll have the first overall pick, like I said. Like, what else they got going on here? They've got, uh... uh <laughs> yeah. No, you got it. Uh, yeah, you covered it. Romanov. He's... He's pretty cool. He's a guy. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, like Gallagher's locked in for the next uh, five years. He's 30. They, they bring Not in good. Dadnov. Hoffman's there for two more years. Not good. Deforak's there for three more years. Yeah. Armia's there for three more years. Yeah, I, I have no recollection of them giving that contract to Armia. Their either. top defenseman is Jeff Petrie. At 6.2. Yeah. For three more years. Might be tough. David Savard. He's fine. Not young. Three more years. Yep. 
This is such a weird like. You gotta trade these guys off, but you you can't trade Gallagher because he's well, got six years left. It, it's that, or these guys all need to rebound next year, which I guess isn't out of the realm of possibility. Uh, yeah, but, I guess. But but Gallagher looked cooked it's, this year. It starts in net though. Yeah. And the guy making the most money is the guy that might not play hockey next year. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't, which he probably shouldn't, it's Jake Allen. He was fine. I guess. Yeah. Can he do a full season? Maybe. Yeah, I don't like Jake Allen for 50 to 60 games behind no. this team. No. And we're not even talking about Jonathan Drouin, who's been on IR all year long. If he comes back, that's another $5.5 against the cap. Yeah, who's to say what's going to happen with Drouin? That's, uh, that's like I just extenuating circumstance. but Yeah, no, I, I, I just I look at this team and it's just like... Even you go down the through the minors, through the system here, oh, Caden Primo needs a new deal. He's not great, but if you don't sign him, the only goalie you have under contract is Jake Allen. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this team is doing. Mm. That being said... Well, they're going to try to rebuild, but I just yeah. don't think it's going to be super easy. Like, I think they're in a... Yeah. Like, they're... Yeah, they're kind of in a San Jose problem where they just have some deals that are not going to make this easy to easy to work mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so they can try but they're probably almost going to need to try to be good next year in a way which is probably harder than than rebuilding no absolutely you know like yeah. it's oh I, I, again I, but we go back to it too like it, it's the same argument with boston Right, like even even if all the guys bounce back, right, everybody clicks to what they should well, be. You're finishing what fourth? Well, even that though, right? Like if they bounce back to what uh, they should be, they're a team that finished 18th the year that they went to the conference final. Yeah, right, or Stanley Cup final. Yeah, um, yeah, which they went to the Stanley Cup final. Like Good they were there. They did make it there. What's that like? Right, um, but. You know, like, are we really going to bet that that team would do that again? Mm-hmm. Healthy and all. Like, like they run it back last year with the same team. Gallagher's not hurt and Price isn't hurt and Weber's playing. Yeah. You honestly think they, they, they're they right there right now against, uh, against Colorado? Really? Okay. If you say so. Um, kind of like to see that series, actually. Well, yeah, I wouldn't complain. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. And anything else you want to add about to, Montreal? To, no. Well, just the 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 league and, and its state currently. Oh well, I I would say on the other side of that trade. Damn! I wish Shea Weber was coming back now. It'd be cool to watch him play a game as a Golden Knight with Petrangelo. That'd be crazy. Just a game. Yeah. You know, it's going to be great wow. to fire up NHL 23 next year. And then, because there's no LTIR in the fucking game, you're just playing with the Golden yeah. Knights. You just have, like, 86 overall Shea Weber. It's going to be hilarious. No cap space, though. That's right. You're going to have to turn cap space off on that Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Yeah, but that's fine. You could play a few games. Yeah. Yeah. You could play a few games with that guy's big shot. Why not? You got no goaltending. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. We should... You should... Like, you should be able to just use one guy 
who retired as a member of that team but never played a game there. You know what I mean? Like, I should be able to just put Olaf Kolzig in net for the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, I should be able to have Chris Pronger on the Arizona Coyotes if I want to. Or I should be able to have Pavel Datsuk on the Arizona Coyotes if I want to. Or I should be able to have Marion Hosa on the Arizona Coyotes if I want to. Or I should be able to have Mark Savard on the Arizona Coyotes if I want to. Good team. <sighs> or maybe he was the Panthers. Savard was one of the two. I, I think he got bounced around a couple of times. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Oh, I'll look it up where I he retired. I think that contract was uh, traded a few times. I wonder, I wonder cap friendly will tell me where he retired. Anyway. Hockey, no, I, I think I'm referenced like, the uh, transactions. Anyway. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, let's take a look here. Ah, so, oh, Savard has given me a lot of hits. Yeah, hockey reference, Mark Savard. Yeah. Um, traded by the Bruins with Riley Smith before Panthers Jimmy Hayes did not play traded by the Panthers in a second round pick uh, to the Devils to complete an earlier deal June 10th for the Panthers traded players who we named later to the Devils for players who we named later for Graham Black so so he was a Florida Panther all, all said and done he didn't play a game but he was there yeah. we and, then, and then he was a, a Devil I guess Okay. Oh, so he retired a devil. Don't love is that. what that seems. Yeah, I don't, don't, don't love that. Huh. Hey, good news though. Bizarre. Good news. Mark How Savard. Bizarre. How bizarre. Uh, lost his OHL finals matchup behind the bench as a head coach with the insert Ontario hockey team here. Uh, and he is now interviewing for NHL jobs as a uh, head coach. Mark Savard. Currently? Currently. Oh, okay. Let's go. Cool. Right on. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right, I got a game for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's another edition. Does it, does it involve guys you've heard of before, like Yan Halavik? It's another edition of your favorite game, my favorite game, Mike's favorite game. Contender or Pretender? Oh, yeah. You're yeah. going to have to refresh me how that works for sure. Uh, you could have been a contender. What if I said I'm not like the others? Um, I'm going to give you seven <laughs> questions. All right. All right. And there's three players per question. Right. Okay. You have to tell me if they completed the task in the question, making them a contender, contender yeah. or if they did not, making them a pre. And I got to get two out of the three. Two to win out of the round. three to win the question. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's do it. Question one. Yeah. One. A Stanley Cup, 10 or more years apart. Okay. Okay. Chris Chelios. Okay. Oh, do, sorry, I thought I had, I thought I told you at the end. Like, I thought you'd tell me all the names and then i tell you at the end. No? Oh, no. Well, Is this how this one goes? By okay. one. One by Chris one. Chelios uh, won a Stanley Cup 10 years apart, you're saying, or more. Ten or more years. Yeah, like one a cup, then ten years or more later, yeah, one the cup. I'm going to say contender. All right. Matt Cullen. I'm going to say contender. Okay. Brian Trottier. I mean, you'd have to think contender, but... I'm going to go contender, Brian Trottier. Okay. You won the question. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Chris Chelios is, is a contender. 
Thank you. He won an 86 with the Habs, and he did not win again until 02 with the Red Wings. That's right. <laughs> That's a while. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was... I thought he was on the 93 Habs team, and then I was thinking, well, but he was on, like, the 08 Red Wings or some shit, probably, but... Yeah, well, okay. he, no, he was also on the 08 Red Wings. Yeah, yeah. How many cups did he win, then? Five? Four. Four. But he wasn't on the 93 Habs, then. Sorry, he won three cups. 86, 02, 09. Okay. 08. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Was gotcha. was not there in 97. He came in 98. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Matt Cohen, uh, he won a Stanley Cup, as you know. Mm-hmm. With the 06 Hurricanes. He did not win again until the 1617 Pittsburgh Penguins. Hell yeah. So that is 11 years. Yep. So that is a contender. Brian Trottier won four straight Stanley Cups with the New York Islanders. Mm-hmm. You probably heard of that team. Yeah. Uh, his last one coming with the 90 or 82 83 Islanders. He won a Stanley Cup with the Pittsburgh Penguins in 1992. Hell yeah. So it was uh, a pretender situation. Mm. Nine years. Too bad. Crotchet, crotchet. Too bad. So you, you you went two for three, but you win the question. Okay. Congratulations. Thank you. Question two. Scored a playoff series winning goal. Okay. Connor McDavid. Yeah, I uh, I'll, I'll go contender. Okay. Sydney, uh, we're, we're not counting the Blake Coleman goal then. <laughs> Sidney Crosby scored a playoff series winning goal. Mm-hmm. I believe contender. Yeah. Mario Lemieux. Ooh. I I'm just gonna go contender. I'm gonna go with the odds there. But. Okay. Uh, Connor David did score the uh, series winning goal in the 2022 semifinals against the Calgary Flames. That's right. In overtime, you, yeah. may, you may recall. Good old Davo. Kyle Hogan in the building. Yeah. Sidney Crosby has never scored a series winning goal. <sighs> Who scored the 2017 winner? There, the overtime one against the Sens. You remember? Oh, that was Chris Kunitz. It was, eh? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was Crosby. My, that's how that's how this noodle remembers yeah. it, let me tell you. Yeah. All right. So that leaves you with Martin Lemieux to, to settle things. He scored the second goal in an 8 nothing victory by mm. the Pittsburgh Penguins against Minnesota North Stars to win the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. But he did score the series-winning goal in the 92 Conference Finals. Oh, okay. So you do win that question as well. You're, you're 2-0. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Number three, lifted as captain Ooh. the Conference Championship Trophy. Okay. So the respective, whatever that is. Yeah, the Prince, Prince of Wales, Wales and fucking Clarence S. Campbell. Campbell whatever. Jonathan Taves. Jonathan Taves is a conference champion. Uh, he is a contender. Okay. Jerome McGinley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
Jerome McGinley's a pretender. Okay. I've Steve, always wanted to say that. Steve Eisman. Oh. That could be interesting. Contender. What, All right. what are we talking about here? Okay. Jonathan Taves. Three. Mm-hmm. Conference championship appearances winning that trophy. Unbelievable. He didn't lift it once. Oh, like he had to have touched it. Well, right? touched or lifted. Yeah, that was my credentials. Yeah. No, I thought, did they win a conference championship as a captain? I didn't actually think about Sorry. the touching of a trophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. These oh. three guys all definitely won conference championships. But did they lift said trophy? Oh, I guess again, there was a captain. I was thinking it was still Dave Lowry. Yeah. All right, well, I misunderstood the question, so let's That's see fair. how it goes. Uh, Jerome McGinley lifted the trophy in 04. Sure. Steve Eisman lifted it all three years. That's cool. 98-02. So, uh, you did lose that question. That's a shame. There, there's some poor wording in there, but uh, we won't we won't hang on to you. You know, it's it's uh, you know you're still ahead. It's two yeah. to one. Lift me up to the light here. Two to one. Question four. Appeared in seven or more. Cup finals. Seven or more. Holy shit. Cup finals. Alright. Patrick Waugh. What? One, two. Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. We're didn't, not talking World Cup. Didn't. Maybe. maybe Calder didn't, Cup. Yeah. Maybe he didn't get a ring, but. He's a pretender. Okay. Nicholas Lidstrom. Seven Cup Finals? Or more. That's a huge fucking number, man. Nick Lidstrom won. They ever lose in the Cup Final? I'll say uh, Nick Lidstrom also a pretender. Mark Messier. Yep, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Well, one one with the Rangers. We know that much. <laughs> I'll go Mark Messier. I, I, I want to say it's six, but let's have some fun. Let's say he's a contender. Okay. Yeah. Patrick Waugh went to the cup final in 86, mm-hmm. winning. 89, losing. Mm-hmm. 93, mm-hmm. winning. 96, winning. 01, winning. That's it. Mm-hmm. Five. Mm-hmm. You are correct. He's Thank a contender. You. Nick Lidstrom. Went to the finals. 95. Yeah. Losing. 97. Winning. 98. Winning. 02. Winning. 08. Winning. 09. Losing. Uh, for those not good at math, that's six. Mm-hmm. He's a pretender. 
I forgot about the losing in 95, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Messier. Cup final. 83. Losing. 84. Winning. 85. Winning. It's going to be a long one. 87. Winning. 88. Winning. 90. Winning. 94. Winning. 7. Yeah. He's a contender. You swept it. Congratulations. Seven. Seven ah, cup ah, final. Ah, ah, you're ah, up, you're ah, up three to one in the series here. Thank you, sir. Recorded a shutout now. in a cup finals game. Ooh, Nelly. Martin Brodeur. So I have no idea 95, but you would have to assume. But I wouldn't be surprised if they won every game like 2-1. to one. You got your... Yeah. I'm going to say uh, he is a contender. Okay. Uh... But I could easily see this being a, a trick question. Okay. So. Okay. Mark Andre Fleury. Hmm. A shutout in a cup final game. Mm-hmm. And he's played in four cup final. Well, he was on four cup final teams anyway. Not easy to do, though. Shout out in a cup final game. I'm going to say he's pretender. Grant Fuhrer. Bah! Hmm. Well, that's a rolling of the dice. Let's go... Yeah, I think one of the years they won the cup, it was like 4 nothing or something. So I, I'm going to say he's a contender. Uh, Grant Fuhrer had a shutout in game one of the A4 finals. It was a 5 nothing win. Yeah. He is a contender. Cool. Mark andre Fleury. Dust. Appeared in five cup finals. Five? What am I forgetting? Oh, wait. Pens, pens. 16. Pens, Vegas. 17. 18. Oh. Mm. Right. Okay. He was shut out twice in 08 against Chris Osgood. Christ. He was the backup for two shutouts in 17 against Nashville. But he himself never had Hell yeah. a shutout. Hell yeah. Now, Martin Brodeur, he was shut out. In the O O finals to Ed Belfour in triple overtime. Yeah. He was shut out twice in the O one finals against Patrick Waugh. Yep. Including the clinching game, I believe. He was shut out in twenty twelve against Jonathan Quick. Mm-hmm. He was shut out in the O three finals 
to Jair Jaguar. So what you're saying is he should have found a way to score some fucking goals. <laughs> well, maybe. Jesus. He was shut out in the 03 finals to Jair Jaguar. A series that went five games. And that he had three shutouts against Anaheim in that finals alone. Dust. Yeah. You were a contender. Yeah. Number six. I won, didn't I? You did. Number six, recorded a Stanley Cup. Well, I feel Cup. like we should be a little bit happier about oh, my win. I, I designed these games for you to lose. So oh, okay. You celebrate. Well. Sing uh, all the small things, and I'll sit oh, here in the corner. Oh, you know. yeah. Careful what you wish for. Next week, I'm going to bust out who wants to be a millionaire again. Wow. Uh, number six, recorded a Stanley Cup Finals hat trick. Okay. Wow. That's not easy. Joe Newendike. Yeah, I think so, right? I'm asking you. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Alright. Yeah. Evgeny Malkin. Yeah. Contender. Sorry. Peter Forsberg. Oh. I'm gonna go pretender. I can answer this question for all three players with one fell swoop. The last player to pull this off in the Cup Finals, Peter Forsberg in 96. Damn, I could have swore yeah. Malkin had won 17 there. I guess no. he only got two there. Yeah. But they came so quick. Maybe. I was like, ah, oh, I got the empty netter. Forsberg, game two, Florida Panthers, 6 uh, nothing win. Junk. Yeah. Terrible team. Before that, uh, Eric Desjardins. Ooh. Yeah. I was going to put him on the list, and I was like, that's kind of too obvious. I would know that one. I, feel. Yeah. I knew that one. All right, uh, number seven. Last question. As captain, handed the Stanley Cup off first to a player that finished with, or currently has, more career points. You with me? Like the player he handed off to was essentially a better player than he was. So like what we're getting at. Here. So yeah, so like so like Joe Sackick handed the cup off to Raymond Bork, and it's like, well, Raymond Bork had more points than you did. So, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Raymond Bork. Scott Stevens. You. you hmm. Mm. Depends who he handed it off to. I guess. Well, doesn't it? You'd have to think. I'll say he's a contender. Or I guess that makes him a, the pretender. He handed, he's a loser. But. So he handed a cup off to a player with more points would make, would make him a contender. Yeah, he's a contender. Okay. Scott Niedermeyer. Damn. Who got that cup first in 07, you know? Probably Solani. Let's go contender. Dustin Brown. You'd think I would remember who he handed the cup mm. to, wouldn't I? At least one of them. I I mean, the odds are in the favor. I'll just say contender. Okay. Not a lot of career points for Dusty. Okay. Scott Stevens, 900, 908 career points. Mm-hmm. Uh, he first handed it off to John McLean in 95, who had 842. Okay. So, no bueno there. Mm-hmm. He next handed it off to Randy McKay in 0 Oh, dear. With 363 points. Oh, that's 
for actually a good career for Randy McKay. That's no him. bueno. He last handed it off to Scott Niedermeyer <laughs> in 03. Damn. Who had 740 points. Yeah. So Scott Stevens. Uh, he's a pretender. But contender in another sense because mm. he's a good player. Scott Niedermeyer, as mentioned, had 740 points in his career. He could have handed it off to Tima Solani. He could have handed it off to Chris Pronger. Right. Hell, even Ryan Geslov's got more points than that by this point. No, he decided family comes first, and he gave it to his brother oh, Rob. what a loser. With 469 points. Boo. So he's a pretender. Boo. Dustin Brown, 712 points in his career. That's a lot more than I thought, actually. He gave it first in 2012 to Willie Mitchell with 180 points in his career. Brutes, I'll give you a redemption option here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you double down if you'd like, so to speak. It's 712 points. Do you think Willie Mitchell had more or less points than the next guy that Dustin Brown had the cup off to? 2014 had to be Marion Gabrick, no? You tell me. I'm going to say Marion Gabrick. Uh, Dustin Brown had the cup off to Robin Regeer first in 2014, who had a uh, unremarkable 199 points in his career. So, the two of them combined uh, don't even come halfway to Dustin Brown's. You know what's cool to think about? Yeah. Is that there was a time where teams wouldn't play two power, or two, uh, like four forwards on a power play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Robin Regeer would play, like, first power play minutes in Calgary. Yeah, you're not wrong. That's insane. Mm. Anyway. Well, regardless, you won another riveting edition of Contender or Pretender. Well, I think he's a... Uh, at a uh, what was this? Uh, it was a four to three win final, three, but yeah. you you did take the series four to one. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Staved off the the comeback. Look at me go. Uh, Oofle. Oofle. Overrated, <laughs> underrated, favorite, least favorite. I got some opinions on some things. Let's get to them. We're doing card games. Card games. How? When, when's the last time we played a card game? Uh, a lot of cards in Halifax, or what? No, no. Maybe, may phrases bachelor party. Okay. Yeah, we played. Uh, well, we played some games. I don't sure, remember. Sure, I, you know, sure. it was a long day. Yeah. Well, you know, and, sure, and we're that, all tired from the sun. That's the beauty of the card game, right? Like it can be a, a drinking game. It can be a, a, a gambling game. It can be a just right. hey, fun time with grandma. You know, type of type of game. So. Right. Your overrated card game. I do think it's funny that I used to like go out to camp and hang out at camp where we just play card games out of camp. And it's like, well, shouldn't we be doing other things? Yeah. Our, we're just killing time where, out here. Where's the television? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like we're in the trailer. It's like five o'clock. Shouldn't we just sit outside? No. You, know? you can't bring your PlayStation. It's camp. All right. Yeah. What are we going to do? We're going to play cards. All right. That's how bored I was as a kid. And you know what I wouldn't give to have a trailer now. It's funny how life right. works, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well. Um, my overrated... It's uh, solitaire. Interesting. I don't. I I wouldn't play it. Do people play that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, no good. Hmm. Bad game. That's it. Any game you play with yourself, I guess. Not. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Like I, I get it. I understand that. You know, before the last fifteen years, people had to find other ways to pass time. Reading a book sounds better to me than ever playing solitaire. Did I play a game of solitaire during COVID quarantine? Yeah, probably. Wow, yeah, that's I I true. I think I did. That's true. Mm. I would rather... See, that's the thing, right? Like, you remember when you would get computer time at school? And they give you, like, 63 minutes. Like, it'd be, like, a weird amount of time that yeah. your period would last there. Yeah. And they'd give you, like, 63 minutes. And uh, I would play cross-country Canada the entire Ooh, time. Just go to, go to Thunder Bay. Great game. You know? Yeah. But other kids were playing solitaire, and I'm like, as a kid, that's yeah. fucked up. Even then, I'm like, that's kind of fucked. Isn't it wild to think back to, like, that uh, cross-country Canada game, be like, oh, I want to go to Thunder Bay, and it's like, you can go anywhere in Canada. <laughs> no, I just want to go to Thunder yeah. Bay. I want to see if it looks like Thunder Bay. Yeah, my house? And you're racing yeah. your buddies there, eh? Or, like, yeah. or you could choose where you'd start. You'd start in Thunder Bay. Be like, ah, oh, I'm going to go to, like, fucking Sherbrooke, Quebec. And then you go, and it's like, oh, it looks like Thunder Bay here. What was the point of that game? I Was it educational in any manner? I don't think I didn't learn so, much. So, like, you, you, like, I mean, I guess you're, like, importing and exporting and shit like that. But Are you? Yeah, like you were, but I don't, I don't remember. All right. I guess if I can find, like, a vector version of that game for my laptop. That'd, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. let me know. Uh, my override is Go Fish. Yeah. I've played this game a dozen times the past week. What? I'm teaching four-year-olds. Oh, right. You're a teacher. i got to play this fucking game forgot, with kids. I forgot you're a teacher. Yeah, it's not great. They don't know how to play. Could you pay me to play Go Fish with kids? No. Oh, well, I'm being... Uh, you I am you living proof. Me. That's the... Yeah. I'm That's the difference proof. between you and I. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess Not so. sure what that says yeah. about either of us, well, but... Alright, underrated. Oh, um, I, uh, it's underrated because I had never heard of it until I played it once. Uh, I had to ask my friends half the time on how to play it. Mm. And then I ended up winning on an incredibly smart move at the end. Uh, okay. Spite and Malice. I loved it. Never heard it's of great. it. It's great. I would love to play it again. Yeah, it's really complicated. Like, it's one of those games where you're kind of drawing, like, cards out of three piles. And you kind of have to make a couple different decisions at a time. I've so it's a little more something intricate. something similar. Yeah, okay. like, you play yeah. with, like, yeah. I think I think there was three of us. I think we were using, like, four decks of That's cards. That's the problem like, with, like, card cards. games. Where it's, like, sometimes you'll just have, like, the same game, but, it, like, it's a different name, right? Sure. So, sure. Yeah, I know. No, it, it may have, uh, it may be a, a, a game known by another name. Sure. Um... But I know it is Spite and Malice, and it was great. I had a lot of fun. Could I explain it to you right now? No. But I remembered I won it, and I actually, like, but I did really enjoy it. I, like, as soon as I kind of figured out what was going on, I'm like, oh, this is really cool. There's a lot going on, but as soon as you know what you're doing, I mean, it's a card game. Like, it's yeah. not that fucking complicated, yeah. but, um, yeah, it was great. I enjoyed it. Well, that, that that's great to hear, because, like, I, I don't want to have to explain my iterate either. So, let's just... Great. You know, I couldn't if, if I tried. If you want the rules, go look them up. My underrated is Canasta. Cool. All I remember is that you need seven decks of cards. <laughs> you, play, you play this with one other person. It takes probably a week. Fun as hell. <laughs> it takes. So they had to have invented this on like a 
fucking ship or something a hundred hundreds of years ago, right? Based on the name Canasta and uh, the landlocked country of the Ukraine, I'm going to assume that no, it was not on a ship. Okay. It was in a potato field somewhere. Uh, out of the boredom of the vodka season. Right, and then just every yeah. night they would go back and yeah. play Canasta. Yeah. You think that's a Ukrainian name? Yeah, maybe Polish. Something Middle European? Hmm. No, literally. I had the time of my fucking life playing this game growing really? up with my mother and my grandmother, but I don't know how to play. <laughs> like, I don't recall. I don't recall. Ch- uh, chess stuck with me. Canasta. The, like wow. literally the only thing I remember about this game is that you would you'd like it'd be like midnight and you'd be like alright it's time to go to bed alright the game's not over we're gonna put an elastic band around seven decks of cards <laughs> and we're gonna leave that till tomorrow because that's how bored they were in the Ukraine you're tiptoeing into the room to try and cheat sure. and just hear Graham I wouldn't do that James <laughs> and like just sitting there in the dark yeah hi just me. Oh, you can't sleep, eh, hon? You're just sitting there, possibly holding a weapon, but you can't tell because it's dark. <laughs> Hi. And it's Graham. Just me. I already played the Queen of Hearts, so <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. it's not a good play, no. hon. Canasta. If you haven't played it, go figure out how to. No, I've never played it. Yeah. I've always been familiar with it. I believe it's referenced on that 70s show, which is one of the main reasons oh, why I'm familiar with maybe. it. But according to Wikipedia, Canasta... Uh, Spanish for basket, is a card game of the rummy family of games believed to be a variant of 500 rum. Believed to be a variant. 500 cards. They can't even even confirm that. (laughs) Although many variations exist for two, three, five, or six players, not four apparently, it is most commonly played by, by four in two partnerships with two standard decks of cards. Players attempt to make melds of seven cards of the same rank and go out by playing all cards in their hand. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that would take a week. Um, <laughs> country of origin, Uruguay. That's fucked. Yeah, isn't that cool? Alright. Canasta. Uruguayan. I, I gotta look up Spite and Malice what, what, and see what other the names there the, are for it now. Did you say the meaning of the, of the word? No? Uh, oh, let me go back. Let me go back. Uh... Meaning of the word... Wait, canasta? Yeah. Yeah, Spanish for basket, as I said. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I see it now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, spite with a K. But... So for, for people who are looking for more information, Spite and Malice, also known as Cat and Mouse or Screw Your Neighbor, is a traditional card mm. game for two or more players. It is a reworking of the late 19th century continental game Crapette. Should have kept that name. Craps. Crapette. <laughs> and is a form of competitive solitaire. Damn it. <laughs> No, it's not. Are you kidding me? I don't agree with that. Competitive solitaire. No, that's something I get behind. Yeah, yeah. That, that's you right. You think you're lonely. That's true. <laughs> Shut the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs> it, cool. See, it's overrated to play by yourself. Underrated to play with yeah. friends. With a number of variations that can be played with two or three regular decks of cards. Yeah. It is descended from Russian Bank. Yeah. Uh, uh, also called Skip Bow. There's, there, there, there's a lot of things I'd rather do with somebody else than by myself. But like... You know, your favorite. Your favorite. <laughs> Holy fuck. This is a family podcast, my guy. Hope not. 
Imagine we've just had families sitting down to listen to us. We've probably broken up families by not doing an episode for six weeks. You're a bad parent. (laughs) I hope there's people who listen to like the first hour and a half of this and never get to this part of it where it's just racy as all hell the back half of these podcasts always. Yeah. That first hour is very family friendly, but... Usually. You know, it's like Usually. it's like watching Hockey Night in Canada. You don't let the kids stay up for after hours with Scott Oak. And yeah, you, see, you see the TikTok of the guy impersonating Ron McLean? No, on, I don't on Twitter, so. it was going around. That was that was funny. Yeah. He just comes in and starts reciting a bunch of poetry. Oh, and, I did yeah. see it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So we got to get him mm-hmm. and P.K. Subban to do Donald Don Cherry. Donald Cherry, I was going to call him. To do his Don Cherry, get them two together. Yeah. Man. Okay. P.K. Subban's Don I'm, Cherry. I'm there with you. Better than Don Cherry's Don like Cherry, it. that's for I sure. Like so that was your underrated. Yep. 20 minutes ago there. Uh, my favorite uh, card game is Crib. Okay. Why? I'll, I'll, oh, it's just fun as hell. Okay. It's fun as hell and I'm good at it. I guess... Uh, I, like, I like Texas Hold'em, you, you know? You're going to be like a cribbage league when you're 90? Yeah. All right. Like hundred per. I yeah. Okay. I was probably so bored a year and a half ago. I probably thought about joining one then. Okay. So my family, big crib players. Crib's awesome. Uh, shout don't out get, to. Get it. Shout out to Colin's grandpa Brian for teaching me how to play. Okay. Uh, the issue with crib, as I was explaining to you before the show, uh, is that I play it so few and far between that every time I play it, I need it explained to me again. Mm-hmm. And yet I end up winning, it feels okay. like. Okay. Um, to the point where, I was, as I was telling you before the show, my friend, our friend Emily, explained the game to me as I was beating her. Which she did not care for. She was not happy. Rightfully so. Well. Yeah. That's her own fault. Yeah. Should have hmm. told me how to play it wrong again. Well, but yeah, I, I play it advantage. once yeah. every year or two, and I love it. Texas Hold'em. Yeah, it's good. Eh. Good game. It's no Baccarat, but, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty good, I guess, you know. Um, simple, to the point. Competitive. It's on national television, I suppose. You know, that's, It's no so, Baccarat. Well, come on. What are you doing here? Um, I gotta say, like a, like a close second uh, to, uh, to Hearts. I like Hearts. Okay. Like a good game of hearts. But the problem is, the only person I've ever met in my life that knows how to play hearts, uh, she died. It was my grandmother. So, Mm. haven't played hearts since. Enjoyed it then, though. But. Yeah. Yeah. But it's gone now. It's like one of those, like, I guess, like, eventually just people forget how to make barrels out of wood. Right? Because the the band isn't there. So. Yeah. I've forgotten how to play hearts because I don't have... Anyone to play hearts with? So, if anyone wants to play hearts with me, I'd love to learn how to. Get and it. knows how to play yeah, hearts. Exactly. Uh, please. Exactly. Yeah. Email yeah. Uh, lacedupppod at yahoo.ca. Oh yeah. And we'll get you in touch. with My James. dad used to play euchre on his lunch breaks at work. Euchre's good. And then one day I was like, "Oh, teach me euchre." He says, "Oh, I don't know how to play. I just play it at work." Like with buddies? Oh yeah. I. uh... I guess I didn't uh, finish my travel story earlier. Uh, that 
traveling Uyghur path. I told the happy end of the story that the sad end of my travel was that I was stranded at Pearson. Well, not at Pearson, but stranded in Toronto for close to 48 hours. And uh, so what reminded me as we sat at Pearson, like, you know, accepting that we were probably going to spend the night (laughs) there. Accepting death. Yeah, was was that I told Turbs, you know what? Let's watch movies tonight. If we're, we're probably not going to be able to sleep in this fucking place, I'll rent us a movie. I'll get my iPad going. We'll pick a quiet part of the terminal. Get the fucking my Bluetooth speaker going. We'll have it. We'll have a time of it, right? And the movie I chose because I have a sick sense of humor is the terminal. Well, and yeah. uh, but what you got me thinking of your dad playing um, playing euchre at work with his buddies mm. was in the terminal. All the like janitors and stuff like that just like gather in like an empty terminal at night and would just play like fucking Texas Hold'em and shit. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Good film. Great film. A lot funnier having how, just spent time. I was gonna say, how was it living that film? See, the funny thing was, I, well, actually, it wasn't horrible. I really shouldn't complain. Like, you know, Pearson's fine because you have all those amenities, right? Like, even though everything closes at night, like you know. Got a sandwich in me before everything closed. Like, you know, it's good. Bathrooms everywhere. You can kind of spread out. Are the bars not open all night? Not in the Canadian part of it. Garbage. Goes by Canadian law. International law, like international terminal, but we yeah. had to, we would have had to have an international ticket. Kyle, right. smartly, as an Air Canada employee, was like, you know, I can just put us on standby of an American flight and then we could just go into that terminal. And I'm like, that's true. But by that point of the weekend, you know, we didn't want to drink. So, um, but yeah, no, it, 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 it's fine. But to be stranded, like, say you got stranded at like 1230 at night for like a 530 flight here Mm. in Thunder Bay and there was nowhere to stay, that would be terrible. Mm. Terrible. Yeah. Halifax airport also not great. I figured they just had like little. Big and empty. Little. Uh, you know, taps of Guinness on the flight home from Halifax. There is nowhere to drink in that fucking airport, surprisingly. Really? Like, there's one restaurant. That can't be right. Not good. Halifax Airport, big and empty. Don't love that. Yeah. Speaking of big and empty, your least favorite card game. Yeah. This is going to be controversial opinion, I think. Sure. Because I have played it more than probably any other card game. All right. But I'm forced to play it, and it makes me almost think I don't like card games. But I don't like Ride the Bus. Ride the Bus mm. sucks. It's a drinking game, but it uses cards. It's a card game. Sure. Ride the Bus is fine when you're 16 to 22 years old. I don't need to get uh, fucked up quick. I know how to do that. I'm an adult. I know how to drink. If I want to get drunk fast, I know how to do it. I don't need cards telling me to do it. So, fuck that game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My personal least favorite. Whoa. <laughs> it serves a purpose, though. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That's me. Did you play that you in just... Halifax? No. Or... No? Okay. No. Good. No. Actually, I, do... I wouldn't be shocked if Kyle at one point said, should we get some cards and play Ride the Bus? And the three of us just groaned. Well, having traveled with him, I think he's a more of a Magic the Gathering type of card player, for sure. <laughs> uh, my least favorite is Solitaire. <laughs> nice. There's a laundry list of things that you could probably do by yourself. Uh, and yeah. I'm not I'm not, I'm not even going to get 
you know graphic about it. You Ooh, you, you could you could do a lot of things by yourself. Playfully, you know, walking around it again here. And 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 don't play solitaire. Right. Don't play it on your phone. Don't play it on your computer. Don't play it with the real cards. Don't play it with your cat. Don't play it at all. <laughs> Just don't play it. If we stop playing this game, people will stop like bringing it up. Hmm. This game keeps coming. Well, you buy a laptop, it comes preloaded with solitaire because it thinks you're a lonely motherfucker. No, I've got social media. I've got Netflix. I've got a girlfriend. I've got you know a, a PlayStation. I've got uh, the outside world. I've got a job. I have you know countless hours of podcast or music on my headphones. There is so many more things you can do than play solitaire. You Stop could, playing it. You could drink. Stop playing it. You know how I've forgotten the rules of Canasta? That's because no one I know plays this game. So no one remembers how to play it to tell me how to play it. Stop playing Solitaire, we'll forget, and we can move on from this ridiculous, uh, confining game of, I'm stuck in, unless you're in jail, serving a life sentence, don't play Solitaire. Sucks. Garbage. Get the fuck out of here. What are we talking about? Uh, it looks like my uh, MacBook came preloaded with one game and it's chess mm. so that's a two person game at least so it's pretty black and white well but even if you play against computer you know, sure I'm can't, rather you, play that you than can't solitaire you can't even play against the computer playing solitaire the computer it's cannot true. play back it just deals that's true you're just an idiot stop playing this game sure. like, like those all, all those old you know PC mm -hmm. computer games yeah. that you used to get, like yeah. all the fucking, you know, the Minecraft and all that kind of crap. And, uh, Hearts. What was Hearts on there? Oh, it used to be. Yeah. Yeah, there was some good games. Like, it even came with Blackjack. Sometimes. Sometimes. I'm a Blackjack man myself. That... I walk into a casino, I... I that could have made my list somewhere, yeah, I guess. But, yeah, like, like, here's the thing. It's, it's my favorite game to play at a casino me blackjack but like if my buddies want to play a card game i don't i'm not like hey let's play blackjack yeah but i would i enjoy blackjack yeah but yeah, yeah there's only so much that goes on yeah it's fun for 20 minutes unless you're winning money oh yeah no i i played it once at a casino lost like 80 bucks right away i'm like All right, it's yeah not for me so. did i ever tell you my blackjack story Probably not. at black bear we're walking around the casino, and, uh, like, Mackie and one of the other guys were sitting down to go play, uh, to go play poker for the night. There was, like, a little poker table there, and, uh, me and a couple other guys were like, oh, I don't know, we're probably just gonna go up to the room and drink, like, just not big gamblers. I think maybe one guy was gonna go play the slots. And so me and my other buddy were gonna go back up to the room, and I'm like, you know what? It's a $5 hand at this blackjack table. I'm just going to go play. So he goes back up to the room. I go over to the table. I put $5 down. Hit me, hit me, hit me. 21. Okay, cool. Up five bucks. Hit me, hit me, whatever. Whatever I get. Went on and on and on. I just kept winning, winning hands. Like, maybe would lose one here or there. I was up to 200 bucks off of $5 at one point. I walked out of there with, I think, uh, $45. Okay. That's yeah, more the, uh, you know. Sucks. That's well, no good, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was up. I was up good at one point. Yeah, 
Uh, Same yeah. casino. I, I played Blackjack. Blackbear. I went looking for poker. Yeah. Apparently that's only on slap nights. Yes. So I It was st- part of the reason we stayed there and didn't just drive to Minneapolis yeah. that night. I, uh, I sat down and I was like, all right, I have, I have $20 left from this trip because of, that we were heading home at this point. Like, this is it. I mean, they're going to have breakfast. I have $20 I'm, left. I'm going to have breakfast tomorrow. Please, sir. Or I won't. I'm hoping for the worst yeah. Denny's breakfast of my life. Don't take that away from me. I played three hands. I lost all three hands. I had $2 left. I was like, I need a coffee tomorrow. I, I cashed out. Cool. Yeah. That was it. That was, that's my blackjack in the casino moment. Blackjack. I'll get you. Um, game two. Tomorrow. Yeah. Colorado. Abs. I like that. On the on the on the back of uh, all the small things. Yep. I'll give shout out to friend of the show David Ingram. We'll be in the house tomorrow night. Really. Uh, in uh, at the Ball Arena. Well, speaking of all the small things, Dave Ingram. Not that small. <laughs> right, man. No. Yeah. Um, Seamless. Anything to plug after a month off? Uh, oh. Don't be shy. No, not really. Um, the next episode of the podcast, I suppose. Um, you know, everybody out on high button sports getting all fired up for Nate McKinnon and the boys there in the uh, in the cup final. Uh, mm. Also, Logan O'Connor, also a uh, uh, Nova Scotian. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's about it. Just go over to the high button, read what's going on there. That's about it. If you're looking to enroll your child in kindergarten, September is fast approaching. Oh, for God's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> no, keep your children away from me. I don't want them. Um, oh, that might have done more harm than if you actually read that ad. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to plug. I'm going to plug. Uh, Canada Day. You got plans? Fuck no, you don't. Uh, come out uh, downtown in uh, Thunder Bay, and I'm playing a show. Yeah, fuck it. That's all I got. I'm doing a thing. I do not have plans Canada Day. Perfect. So. I'll see you at the shittiest bar in Thunder Bay. Where's yeah, the show? I shouldn't say the shittiest. I've been on deck. Uh, Black Power Pub. Really? Oh, yeah. The return. Oh, I will be at Black Pirate. Do you know what time you play? Following the fireworks. Really? Oh, yeah. <sighs> That's dangerous. I love going to Black Pirates. Owner, best bartender in Thunder Bay. You know why? Doesn't give a fuck. Let's do it. He's the best. Let's do it. He's awesome. We'll do a live show from the uh, Black Pirate Pub. Oh, boy. Canada Day. <laughs> Free Asian Frenzy. Just like Greg and Dave. We're at the uh, <clears throat> Triple Crown here yeah. in um, New York. Yeah. I listened to that the other day. <laughs> Every, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. We're at the uh, Triple Crown. Yeah. That was Gary Bettman. <laughs> All right. Rule, f- Rule one. I'd expand to 32 teams. Rule two. <laughs> I'd decrease the league to 24 teams. <laughs> Great listen. Yeah. Hilarious. Oh, that's good. All right. That's okay. a different podcast, though. That's not ours. So um, don't yeah. listen to them. Listen Hope, to us. Hopefully, hopefully we'll, be, well, well, we'll be back in less than a month this time. Baby back ribs. Because um, we will not be doing more shows in a month, for sure. It will be summertime uh, when the living is fine. I don't know. We'll try to aim for next week. Um, we might be able to make it happen. So. Hey, before the cup finals uh, are finished, anyway. Yeah. You know? yeah. We'll we'll aim for... we got to uh, figure out who's winning and, and, and what, what those dates line up like, you know. It's no point in recording the night of 
game four if there might be a sweep. You know, that just seems kind of predictive. Right. Yeah. But. Yeah. We'll we'll aim for uh, maybe not at the same time this week. Sure. Ne- next week. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Sure, sure. Don't play solitaire. You're good? Oh, yeah. All right. I'm telling you, this place is perfect. You're going to make friends in no time. Get me out of here! Here, just eat that! Leave us alone! SUVs, we used to ride around the city streets. Only six of us, but we will pull up like we 50 deep. If you want to hang with us, you gotta bring some drugs at least. Life was seen, pull up, make a scene like a Steve McQueen. Flights Atlantis, the drip outlandish. I just spent 10 racks and sacks, fifth in the standard. I ain't never asked to be this way, I ain't planning it. It starts with good intentions, I end up doing damage. Look, I'ma tell you how this ends before it even starts. I'ma have to make amends after I break your heart. I'ma flirt with all your friends and then we break apart If our story was a play, it'd be a tragedy There's a reason why my exes all still mad at me And that's another love I killed, another casualty How this thing go from a blessing to catastrophe It's a travesty I'm a professional bad decision maker I know I broke your heart, but I love you regardless Professional bad decision maker Know the end is the hardest, wish I could restart it Professional bad decision maker. Wish that I could be honest. I love you regardless. Professional bad decision maker. Yeah, I'm a professional bad decision maker. They should write a movie about the shit that we did. Deviate acceptance from the drugs that we did. You think I learned from my past, but I'm a creature of habit. We had so much gone for us, man. What happened is tragic. My girl is a savage. Bad influences all around me. Drunk at Bagatelle, all drunk. My table is rowdy. Had to let go of Alley. I regret if I'm honest. I'm draped in designer. Said I needed the one and I found her. Now she's back in Portland. Had to say this shit is important. I ruined everything I love. Man, this shit is like torture. Sorry that you had to deal with it. Rehashing all wounds. Still won't let you heal with it Yo, you hear this shit? Yeah Skizzy back on this shit again 5K for the fit again Fucked up at the win again Me and my dogs the same like a synonym It's ridiculous I'm a professional bad decision maker I know I broke your heart But I love you regardless Professional bad decision maker Know the end is the hardest Wish I could restart it Professional bad decision maker Wish that I could be honest I love you regardless Professional bad decision maker Yeah, I'm a professional bad decision maker